This is Coach Bradley, and you're listening to Tiger Football on VSBNRadio.com. Go Tigers. From Lexington, Ohio, Nick Michaels, this is the VSBN Radio, GoTigers.com. This is week number six of the high school football season. Thanks for joining us this evening. I'm Nick Michaels. We have a great matchup for you this evening as Mansfield Sr., the 3-2 and TY Tigers, will battle the 3-2 and Lexington Miniman, who have won three games in a row. Both teams are 2-0 and and tied for first place in the OCC. So this is a first-place game for the third week in a row for the TY Tigers. And it shapes up to be another good matchup in this already uh, historic rivalry as we are down in Lexington tonight, and we're about 20 minutes away from kickoff. We have a lot to get to in the pregame show, so let's kick it right there. We'll go ahead and take a quick break. When we come back, we'll have week matchups. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Need to get the power flowing in your home or business? BP Electric can do it all. Using only the best qualified electricians in Ohio, BP Electric can take care of a full range of services, including light fixtures, EV chargers, outlets and switches, whole home surge protectors, and so much more. Headquartered in Lexington, BP Electric is a local company with resources to serve the entire state. For all of your electrical needs, check them out online at bpelectricofoh.com. This is Coach Bradley, and you're listening to Tiger Football on VSBNRadio.com. Go Tigers! Welcome back to the pregame show powered by BP Electric. And also speaking of our friends from BP Electric, it is time now to check out our VSBN Radio BP Electric scoreboard for week number six of tonight's matchups around the area as we just continue to chug along with this season at a very fast-paced rate. Highland travels to Shelby in MOAC action, and I think Shelby should have no problem absolutely destroying Galleon last week by almost 40 points. I'll, I'll take the whippets in that one. Willard travels to Lakota. Centerburg is at Cardington. Mount Vernon in OCC play. They will make the trip over to New Philly. And I would hate to be Mount Vernon tonight because New Philly's coming off that tough 35-14 loss to the Tigers last week. They're going to be embarrassed. They're going to be upset, have a big chip on their shoulder. I expect New Philly to win that game, possibly even shut out Mount Vernon. We'll see. But I would think that New Philly would cruise in that game. Vermillion travels to Norwalk, another OCC matchup. West Holmes, they struggled with Madison last week. It was 56-35, but it was 42-35 at one point, and then the Knights were able to pull away and win that by several touchdowns. But we'll see. That's a rivalry game. Worcester's down. I would think West Holmes should be able to win that by a couple of touchdowns at least. Crestline makes the trip to Elgin over in the Marion area. The Galleon Tigers head to Ontario. It is homecoming for the Warriors, and the Warriors have been a huge surprise this year. 5-0 uh, through the first five weeks, even though Ontario does have the easiest schedule in the accumulated area. Um, they have the easiest schedule out of anyone. But they have been winning with style points, two shutouts, um, they can't control who they play. They just have to play their schedule. And they've done a really nice job. Coach Aaron Eckert over there this season. Bob Pitt Miller's been balling. Um, Mason Studer's good running attack. So the Ontario Warriors are coming on strong. I can't wait for that matchup with the Shelby Whippets in week number nine. That could decide the MOAC this year. Another OCC matchup, the Madison Rams travel 
up to Community Stadium to take on Scott Valentine and the Ashland Arrows, the Tigers' opponent next week. So we'll keep an eye on that game for you this week to keep you updated throughout the night, I should say. Madison, you know, it's Madison is Madison. Um, the woes continue. Will they ever improve? This is a great opportunity for Ashland, a tune-up game for them before they come into Arlen Field next week. Lucas is at Monroeville. Crestview travels to South Central. Clear Fork is at Pleasant. A lot of things going on down in the valley right now. Um, I'm hearing a lot of turmoil as well. Uh, Clear Fork fans very unhappy with the direction of the team. Players are unhappy. Pot, a couple of coaches quitting. It's kind of a... Sounds like it's a, an organized, unorganized mess right now. We'll see if Clear Fork can keep the ship afloat. Uh, their season is really struggled one and four out of the gate to start the season that one win was back in week number one in double overtime against lucas they are down in pleasant to take on the spartans pleasant has been pretty solid this year they're four and one so you would think that pleasant should have no problems with the colts as ontario shut out clear fork last week 45 to zero Fredericktown travels to Northmore. Colonel Crawford is at Cary. That is your N10 championship game right there. I'll take Cary, but maybe by two points. It's going to be a close one. Colonel Crawford, you never can count them out. They're always a great team. Mount Mapleton travels to Plymouth. Danville is at Loudonville. Buckeye Central makes the trip to Seneca East. East Knox is at Mount Gilead, Bucyrus, and Winford. The rivalry is renewed, even though how many how many of these games? I think, what, 16, 17 in a row for Winford coming into this game. Bucyrus has not won the Copper Kettle Classic in almost 20 years. That's hard to believe, but that's crazy. Uh, Winford is down, so, so is Bucyrus, but I would think Winford would win, but I wouldn't be surprised if Bucyrus got him this year. Who knows? River Valley is at Marion Harding. Mohawk, I'm sorry, Mohawk, I can't talk tonight, makes a trip to Upper Sandusky. Western Reserve at St. Paul. And that Western Reserve St. Paul game is a Saturday kick. Those are all the matchups we have for you for week number six. What we're going to do is we're going to take a break. And when we come back, we'll have more of the pregame show, including interviews with quarterback Duke Reese. And right before kickoff, as always, Head coach Chucky Bradley. Keep it right here on the BP Electric pregame show. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. This is Nick Michaels reminding you to tune in next Friday night, September 29th at 6.30 p.m. as the T.Y. Tigers will be back at Arlen Field and its homecoming as the Ashland Arrows and Coach Scott Valentine come to town. Should be a great matchup. Once again, pregame show with Coach Bradley starts at 6.30 p.m. on your radio home for Tiger football. GoTigers.com Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. This is Lala Owens. You're listening to the radio home of Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Welcome back to Lexington. Nick Michaels on the call this evening for tonight's contest between the Minutemen and the T.Y. Tigers in a first-place game. 
and it's going to be a fantastic matchup. And now we'll bring in our uh, my partner in crime, Mr. Craig Jackson. Craig, welcome into the VSBM booth, and I'll tell you what, you're getting spoiled with fantastic views. Once again, we're on the 50-yard line on the Mansfield side, and it's a beautiful evening for football. Oh, absolutely. This, this night is turning out uh, absolutely perfect. Uh, low humidity. We got a slight breeze coming in. Uh, Lexington's one of the few stadiums I've ever seen where the uh, sun is beating down on the home side versus the visitor side. So we have the sun and sun at our back, and we're gonna pause real quick for the playing of the national anthem. So, Craig, real quick, uh, finish what you were saying, then we're going to kick it to Duke Reese. Oh, it's uh, just a beautiful night for football, and uh, something that uh, we're exper going to experience tonight that we haven't yet tonight is uh, we got a real grass field going on here tonight. The only game in the regular season, well, actually overall, because in the playoffs they no longer play on grass, so this is the only game that the Tigers will play on grass. This season, uh, it's always once a year. It is always Lexington one year and then West Holmes the next, so... Um, I do know that, uh, you know, I drove by practice a couple times this week on Trimble, and they utilize that practice field every day. So it's good to have a grass practice field. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Especially, uh, you know, as it gets a little darker and a little cooler, there might get some uh, dew or whatever on the grass yes. might get a little slick. So we'll see if uh, that comes into play tonight. Let's go ahead and shoot you now to our interview this week with senior quarterback Duke Reese. Duke Reese, here's what Duke had to say about tonight's matchup with the Lexington Minutemen. All right, so I'm here with Duke, and uh, first of all, man, what a game last week. You threw three touchdowns, and Amar had two of them, but what a great game. And, you know, I look back at that game, and I really like the way that you really stepped up in the pocket, and you delivered some big throws last Friday night. Yeah, that was a big thing for me this week, just staying in the pocket, making throws, getting the guys that's open the ball. How about that O-line? They played pretty well as too. Uh, they played pretty well, too. Gave you pretty good protection. Yeah, they're really they're really getting it rolling, and uh, I'm proud of them boys. So when you look back at that game, I don't know if you've watched the tape or not, or not but uh, I think, too, defensively, when you look back at the way the defense has been playing lately, giving West Holmes and New Philly almost zero time to throw the football. That's got to make you comfortable as a quarterback knowing, okay, defense is doing their job, so I know I have to step my game up. And I've noticed, too, you really have elevated yourself these last couple of weeks. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the defense is getting back to Tiger defense. So, you know, it makes it makes me feel good, and I know i got to – do what I got to do for the defense. So are you on those sidelines then when, you know, Mo makes a big sack or Samira with a big sack on third down to get him off the field? What runs through your head to kind of flow as a competitor? What's running through your head when that happens? 
Well, first, you know, I, I'm proud of them boys. I cheer them on, and then I know it's my turn to do what I'm supposed to do. I'm, you know what I'm saying? Make plays for the Tigers. And what are your comments about Amar, man, breaking records this year? He's just so much fun to watch. He's so electric on the field. Yeah, I know he had it in him. He's he's the guy. I mean, you've thrown to him, what, the last two years or so? What is it like playing with someone like Amar Davis? It's uh, it's special. You know, that's my guy. We grew up playing together, you know, uh, since since kids, like fifth grade. So it's definitely been a blessing playing with my brother. And then uh, what would you say most likely would be the one thing that I think you really have stepped up this year from last year transitioning as a player? What's one thing that you've really worked on you think that's paying off so far? Uh, one thing I worked on, and I'm, I'm still working on it still, I'm just trying to be more vocal for my team, being a more vocal leader instead of, like, letting my play. I'm trying to just encourage my teammates and lead them because I'm the quarterback. I was just getting ready to ask you, what does it mean for you to be a leader? Uh, it's, it's big, you know what I'm saying? A lot of the te- a lot of my team, they look up to me because I'm the quarterback. If I got my head down, their head down. So right. I got to keep high, always encourage, and just be the QB. And then tonight is a big one, Lexington. Uh, it's battle for first place. Third week in a row, you guys are in a first place game in the OCC. That just goes to show you, Duke, that the competitive nature of this league so far has been pretty good. Yeah, definitely. Everybody's been uh, they've been getting after it in OCC. So, what are some concerns you have about the Minutemen heading into tonight's game? Uh, I don't really have any concerns. As, as long as we play Tiger football and we do what we've been doing all week, we should be just fine. Fogle, he's a baller. He's going to be tough, especially moving to that D-line. So you got to be aware of him of all times, correct? Yeah, definitely. But I got faith in my old line, man. They'll get it done. Who's one guy you really want to see step up tonight and deliver? Uh, I would say Nathan Dismuke. You know, he's been doing good, but I know he can, he can step it up, definitely. Yeah, elevate to the next level. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks, Duke, and good luck tonight. Thank you. Thank you once again to Duke Reese for uh, doing the senior spotlight interview. And because we're running short on time, we started a little bit later having some signal issues. So thanks for bearing with us tonight. It's uh, been kind of crazy. Here's Chokey Bradley. All right, Chokey. Well, another week is here, but let's do what we always do, recap last week's game. And I have to say, when I look back at the tape and I did rewatch it, a new Philly game, defensively, once again, the battle of the trenches really starting to go your way on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, man. I, I, you know, I think, uh, you know, our, our our defensive line guys and, you know, our front seven with our backers is, uh, you know, is really putting an emphasis on, you know, winning the line of scrimmage and, uh, you know, playing on the other side of the ball. Right, and, you know, Mo was all over the field. Samir just continues to deliver for you. But you had some other guys. Who were some other guys that really impressed you last Friday night against the Quakers on well, defense? Well, I felt like Carter Carter Kessler probably played his best game thus far. Yes. Uh, at the nose, uh, I think he uh, was second in tackles um, that night. And, um, you know, DJ continues to grow. DJ Corbin continues to grow and does a phenomenal job for us at the linebacker position. Um, you know, and, and Dalen McGinty, mm-hmm. uh, you know, stepped in there and is playing well, um, you know, as, as a as an outside linebacker uh, for us. And, and uh, you know, we, we, we keep experimenting with with Fat Man, you know, on the D-line. And, and with him being as big and strong as he is, he's, a, he's a, you know, a major imposing threat. Um, you know, manning up the middle of the of the defense at the nose and and sometimes at the tackle. How 
And, um, you know, we we didn't think that, you know, earlier on that, you know, we we had the right fit with some of the guys that we had. And, and so we ended up trying, um, you know, MJ at the spot and, and gave him a trial run, you know, kind of on the job training in mm-hmm. one of our scrimmages versus Columbus to sales, man. And, and he did a wonderful job, man. And, and uh, he's been holding it down in that spot, man, ever since then. He had big shoes to fill because those linebackers last year were all Tiger legends in my book. Absolutely, man, and and um, you know he, you know he got cousins, man. You know my boys, you know they, they breathe, eat, sleep, breathe football, yes. man, and and so he he's just another one that's gonna fall right in that in that same you know uh, lineage where. Um, you know, it's a Bradley thing. It's the bloodline. We got to start calling it the bloodline. <laughs> Absolutely, man. His daddy was a, was a great yes. linebacker. Um, you know, and and he's a bigger version of his daddy uh, with the same intensity. Yeah, he's just so much fun to watch. And someone else I really thought was fun to watch. I like to, and I just talked to him earlier. Duke Reese stepped up in the pocket, made some big throws for you, and I know for a fact that really had to help his confidence moving forward. Absolutely, man. I, I you know. I say it all the time, man. Our team goes as far as Duke takes us. Um, he's the leader of the team. He's the leader of our offense. Um, you know, we, we, we lean on him. Um, you know, every Friday, man, it's all up to him to go out and, uh, you know, and lead our offense to, you know, to, you know, it ain't all about, you know, scoring 100 points or 50 points or 40 points or what have you. It's more or less for me about managing the game. Um, just manage our offense, manage it well, get us into, you know, our run fits and, and make the right throws and, and uh, you know, keep our offense on pace, um, you know, with, with, with our tempo and, th- and things of that nature. Um, and, uh, you know, the rest of, you know, the rest of a fall in line, man, as, as, you know, our defense and our special teams come along also. Well, and also, and our, our defensive line and our linebackers did a great job of tracking the quarterback down, making, making um, you know the pockets, um, you know tighter, and, and um, you know adding some added pressure um, to, to you know some of those pass passing attacks um, that they was throwing at us last week. Well, then tonight's the big one, Lexington. Not only is it a huge rivalry game, coach. I am just – I can't believe that both of these teams playing week number six for first place in the OCC. Lexington's on a roll. They've won, what, three in a row now. So you as a head coach, how do you keep your squad focused and from, you know, having Lexington play spoiler on your potential OCC leading season? Well, we got to start fast. You know, we got to come out. We got to start fast, um, you know, in all three phases. Um, you know what I mean? And we just got to play Tiger football, whether it's at home or on the road. As long as we play Tiger football and we execute and we add that added, you know, intensity and match um, the aggression with the physical play, um, you know, and our skill guys make plays when with the ball in their hands, um, you know, any team that we play on our schedule, it's going to be a good one. And you always have to be conscious of where Braden Fogle is at all times, correct? Absolutely, he's a he's a he's a diamond in the rough. Um, you know, it's not too many kids like him around, and and uh, so you know they got a they got a big dog on their team, and he's and that's him. And, and you got to pay attention to where the big dogs is at. And lastly, again, this is a, such a huge game, but it's Lexington. In your words, how important and how 
historic has this rivalry been with the Minutemen over the you know years and years and years? Oh man, it's, it's ever since when I played. You know, we were uh, vying for a playoff spot when I was playing here, and and we went down to Lexington. Um, you know, my junior year, um, and all we had to do was come away with a win, and we was going to the playoffs, and that hadn't happened here since the seventies, and and uh, they knocked us off with uh, with Benji Benji Gerhardt, and he ran all over us, man, and and uh, so it's just one of those you know snot bubble games, and and uh, you know they don't like us, and we don't like them. Um, and, 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 you know, it's going to be a great game. It really will be, and uh, good luck tonight, Coach. Thank you very much. As always, thank you to Coach Jokey Bradley for joining us right before kickoff. We are moments away from tonight's game between the Tigers and the Minutemen. Craig, I know we, ha- have a, we had a shorter pregame this week. Real quick final thoughts before the Tigers will receive the football. Well, it's going to be, uh, like uh, Coach Bradley said, I think the Tigers need out to uh, get out to a fast start. Um, I do think they have the size advantage up on the lines. They definitely have the speed advantage. I think the thing they definitely have to do is cut back on the mental mistakes. We know that they have had an issue with penalties this year. So if they can keep those penalties down, uh, I think this could be a, a good night for the Tigers on a beautiful Friday night, man. I cannot express how beautiful it is. And not only is it a beautiful night and this is a first-place game, this is also what I'm deeming it the VSBN Bowl, the fourth annual VSBN Bowl where both of our schools are going at it for VSBN Radio. So it's always fun. Uh, Corey Durbin and Nick Laser are across the way uh, at the 50-yard line. Yeah, yeah, you don't have to wave at them. <laughs> <laughs> and they're calling the game on fearofthevillage.com. For those of you joining us this evening on GoTigers.com, we definitely are the more animated group between the two. Yeah, the other thing that uh, I forgot to mention earlier, Nick, is uh, – this game tonight got selected to be the uh, Cleveland Browns Youth Football Game of the Week. Yeah, we'll talk about that in just a second as Will Perkins is getting ready to tee it up and kick off to the T.Y. Tigers as the wind, he is kicking with the wind at his back. The Jayante O'Brien and Nate Dismute back to kick, and there's a squib kick on the ground. Floating around, Amar picks it up, 25, middle of the field, has room to run, 35, turns the corner on the far sideline, runs into traffic just across the 40, brought down just shy of the 45-yard line, first and 10 for the Tiger offense with phenomenal field position. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Amar does what he does best when he got the ball. He started running with it, made a couple guys miss, great field position. Still blows my mind that people want to – Squib kick to, to Amar, though. A couple of key inactives tonight on both sides uh, for the Tigers. La La Owens is still injured, so he will not play this evening. And we just found out before the game that Seven Allen for the Lexington Minutemen is also inactive this evening. First and ten for Duke Reese and the offense as they trot out onto the field. Tank Petty is the running back. Two receivers set on the near side, one on the far side. Petty is lined up on the right hip of Duke Reese. First and ten from the 43-yard line. Now, Nate Dismuke is in motion. He lines up in the slot. Here's the snap. Throws the screen outside. It's caught. Jermaine Bradley turns the corner. Midfield into Lexington territory, and he is brought down around the 45-yard line of Lexington. Just a nice, simple, quick pass out there. Uh, Nice gain on the ball. I I like the momentum. Hopefully that gets uh, Duke in a good rhythm here. Tigers first and 10. So now Duke Reese will line up again with Petty. Trips on the near side. And Jayante O'Brien on the near side. Here's the snap back to pass over the middle. Overthrows it incomplete. Just a shy high for Nate Dismuke. 
Tell you what, Craig, he catches that. He has a lot of room to run. Yeah, because he, uh, he had the defenders beat, and he's probably scoring a touchdown there. Uh, that play right there just uh, is a perfect encapsulation of the speed advantage the Tigers have here on the Minutemen. Second and 10 from the Lexington 45-yard line. Duke Reese in the offense. Back at it. Still line up for their third play. Petty on the left side. Trips on the far side again. Excuse me, two on the far side. Here we go. Second and ten. Hands it off to the running back, Petty. Has room to run far hash marks. And 40-35. And he has a first down all the way down to the Lexington 31-yard line. And, Craig, you love seeing Tank Petty with a big downhill run early on in the ball game. Oh, absolutely. You know I love the running game, man. I'm an old-school guy. I love the running game and defense. It does my heart good. The last two weeks, the Tigers have done a phenomenal job running the football in the second half. The key is, can they do it for the whole game? We'll find out tonight. First and 10 from the 30-yard line is where they're going to spot it. Duke Reese, back to pass. He's under pressure. He's going to run. Keeper up the middle. Has room to run. Missed tackle. He's to the 20, 15, to the 10, to the goal line. Touchdown, Tigers. Duke Reese. Read the defense perfectly and ran to the house. That was too easy, Craig. Yeah, he sat there, like you said, he was reading the de defense. He, you know, going from read to read to read. Then he actually went back through as he stepped up in the pocket, saw nobody was open, right up the gut for 30 yards, made a couple guys miss, and then his speed took over and he was gone. 10.48 to play, first quarter. Mansfield 6, Lexington 0. Duke Reese this season is aging like fine wine when it comes to reading these defenses. He is getting better and better each week. Here's the snap, the hold. Q's kick is up for the PAT, and it is right down Main Street, making it Tiger 7 and the Minutemen 0 with 10.48 to play in the first quarter. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Would you like to be a crucial part of Mansfield Tiger Sports and help our Tiger athletes and students? Then join the Tiger Booster Club. Opportunities are available for our Tiger community to assist the Booster Club with Tiger Bingo on Sundays and Tuesdays at the Baco Grotto Hall and to work all concession venues and special events when needed. Our mission is to provide sports teams and students with much-needed funds for uniforms, travel, camps, pregame meals, and much more. To join, call Stan Gilbert, President, at 419-631-0792. This is quarterback Duke Reese, and you're listening to the radio home of Tiger football on GoTigers.com. Well, a 30-yard touchdown run by the quarterback Duke Reese, making it Mansfield Senior 7, Lexington 0. And, Craig, that was just four offensive plays on that. Yeah, yeah, the, the Tigers actually made it look pretty easy there. Uh, I, I know that last run was a scramble, but I love seeing the running game. Um, you know, the Tigers are incredibly successful when they get over that century mark. That's something else we got to keep an eye on tonight is if they crack that 100-yard barrier, uh, it's a very good indication of a, of a win. Q will line it up. Quentin DeBolt, I call him Q. He said he loves the nickname, so we can call him that. I, even if he didn't, we're still going to call him that. It's easy. Oh, yeah, he cut his hair. We can't, <laughs> <laughs> can't call him Thor anymore. Yeah. As now there's two minimum back deep. I believe one is Fogel. It's a high kick, a beauty around the 10, and bounces inside of the 10. And I believe that is Fogel that picked the ball up. He's going to run. And he runs past the 20-yard line up to about the 25. So first and 10 for the quarterback, sophomore quarterback, Joe Caudill, younger brother of Sid and Clay who played at senior high. Yeah, a decent return, but nice coverage by the Tigers as well. 
So here we go. First and ten for the Minutemen. Tiger defense on the field. First time tonight. And they'll run out of a pistol set. Markel Martin is the back behind Caudill. Here's the snap quarterback keep as they're going to go with that draw. And the Tigers were there that time for a short gain up to about the 27-yard line. And, Craig, you and I talked about earlier in the week, would teams continue to expose the quarterback draw, and will the Tigers be ready? They were on that play. Yeah, that, that quarterback power has kind of been the uh, uh, – uh, Achilles heel for this Tigers defense, but they shut it down there. Good good job by them, only a three-yard gain. 10-10 to play, first quarter. Mansfield up 7-0. Here's the snap on second and eight. Hands it off to the running back. Has little room up the middle. Not much, though. Maybe a couple of more yards. So it's going to set up a third and long for the defense. Third and six for the Minutemen offense. Yeah, Martin just took the ball and went right up the gut between or between the center and the guard. Mansfield shut it down pretty quick. Being a third and long gives the Tigers a chance to pin their ears back and go after the quarterback. One has to wonder here if the blitz is coming, and I'm pretty sure it's going to. Here's the snap. Caudill back to pass. Under pressure immediately. Mo, uh, McGinty is there and overthrows his man. He tried to get it to Fogel in the middle of the field. Dismuke had coverage but it was just completely overthrown. It is a three and out. It's going to be fourth and six from the Lexington 29-yard line. Minutemen will punt. Yeah, uh, Dismuke with some great coverage there. Uh, if it had been a jump ball, Fogel definitely had the size advantage on him, but the, as you said, the blitz came came off of his uh, right uh, side, and he never – they faked on the left, came on the right, and he never saw it coming, almost got the sack there. Dismuke back to – Receive the punt, a high punt, sails over Markel Martin's head, loose ball, Tigers jump on it. Did they get it, though? I think Lexington just got it. It doesn't matter, though, because it was fourth down on yep. the bot snap, and already this has turned into a train wreck for the Lexington Minutemen to start this game as the Tigers will start their second drive in the State Farm Red Zone. Speaking of the State Farm Red Zone, Call our local agent, Gary Fagan, for all your insurance needs at 419-747-2217. Yeah, uh, Tigers jumped uh, uh, jumped all over the punter on that. Like you said, the snap was high. Incredible field position for them, and they've got to capitalize. They need to put this one away early. First and 10 inside of the State Farm red zone from the 13-yard line. Here comes Duke Reese. He'll line up out of the pistol, and now it looks like Zion Brown is the back. One receiver on the far side, two on the near. First and ten. Here's the snap, Duke. He's going to run. Turns the corner far side, 10, 15, 5, and walks into the end zone for his second rushing touchdown, stealing candy from a baby, Craig. Tigers up 13 Absolutely. That was a – looked like it was a designed run. He dropped back like he was going to pass. Sucked all the defenders on the line up in. Then he had a lead blocker around on the right side, and he could have walked in. He didn't have a, a finger laid on him. Beautiful play call, and the Tigers jump up big early. Duke Reese making plays with his feet. And now DeBolt on to attempt the PAT. Dale McGinty the holder. The snap, the hold, the kick is up, and it is perfect. 
Mansfield Senior 14, Lexington 0, 9-16 to play in the first quarter. We'll take another break. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Need to get the power flowing in your home or business? BP Electric can do it all. Using only the best qualified electricians in Ohio, BP Electric can take care of a full range of services, including light fixtures, EV chargers, outlets and switches, whole home surge protectors, and so much more. Headquartered in Lexington, BP Electric is a local company with resources to serve the entire state. For all of your electrical needs, check them out online at bpelectricofoh.com. This is Coach Bradley, and you're listening to Tiger Football on vsbnradio.com. Go Tigers! If you're just joining us on GoTigers.com, well, you, so far it is Duke Reese 14, Lexington 0. Duke Reese with a couple of rushing touchdowns. 9-16 to play first quarter. Yeah, th- this is uh, – if you're Lexington, you gotta you got to try to stop the bleeding somehow because this is uh, on the verge of, of – it's on the verge of getting ugly really early in the game. They've got to put together a drive, and if you're the Tigers, you've got to stop them. You can't let them uh, get any of this momentum back. Just uh, keep the pressure on and uh, start hammering that coffin shut. I think I picked a. Uh, I think I picked a wonderful week to talk to Duke Reese. Uh, yeah. He ha- well, you heard the interview. He had yeah. a lot of confidence heading into this yeah. week, and I really loved his confidence when I talked to him earlier this week. The bolt on the kickoff, and it is a mid-range kick right through a minimum hand and is picked up around the 20 yard line 25 he has a little room to run pushes up towards the 30 we do have a penalty marker down I think that's a block in the back on Lexington if it is then it's going to be absolutely a <laughs> another shot in the foot for the Minutemen Nick you mentioned about uh, Duke Reese and his confidence I noticed during uh, warm-ups how the, the team they they were relaxed but they were very confident uh and, and you, you could just feel it. You could just feel the, what they've gained over the last uh, three weeks during uh, conference play and that iron sharpens iron, how mm-hmm. that's made them so much better and stronger. And uh, I just, you had a feeling that uh, they were ready for this tonight. I would agree as that penalty was a sideline warning. So first and 10 from the 30-yard line, they're going to hand it off to Martin. Has no room to run and actually lost the yard on that one. A couple of Tigers blew that play up. I believe Samir Phillips was in on that one. I'm trying to see. I think maybe Mo as well. Yeah, Phillips had him around the ankle, and like you said, they blew that up. Uh, knife through that de- that offensive line, hit him in the background, and quite honestly, I think they're lucky to have only lost two yards on that because the Tigers were back there so fast. So they moved the ball back to the 28-yard line, second and 12. Caudill out of the shotgun, two back set, set on each hip. Two receivers on the far, one on the near. Here's the snap. Back to pass. Going deep. Outside, it throws into coverage, and it's knocked away. What a great coverage by guess who? The no-fly zone continues for Jayante O'Brien. He was all over Fogle, and he is not going to get that one as Jayante celebrated after the play, put, signaling no catch incomplete. This kid continues to impress. Yeah, yeah, and uh, you saw uh, we saw there that Lexington is definitely aware of the pressure Senior is bringing because they brought kept both their backs in and had a tight end to block. So they only had two guys out in the route that I saw. Um, and uh, when you're doing that against the, the defensive backs of Mansfield Senior, it's gonna be really hard to complete any passes, man, because those guys can cover. 
So far, Caudill with a couple of overthrows, really hurting Lexington. Third and 12, screen pass to the outside to guess who Fogel tries to turn the corner. Short gain up to about the 35. That is going to be fourth down. They're going to spot it on the third. Well, the official keeps going backwards. Now he goes back to the 33. Nye Petty out there. He read that screen right off the bat. Didn't make the tackle, but slowed down the receiver enough for the rest of the Tigers to come over and and knock him out of bounds for a very short gain. I like Nypetty. He's a very scrappy ball player. Does a lot of the dirty work. So Martin this time, hopefully trying to get the punt off his last time. It sailed over his head. And he had to fall on it. Dismuke back deep. And another high snap. This time he gets the kick off, though. And it's a, it's a mid-range kick, and it's going to bounce out of bounds around the 40-41 yard line. Tigers are going to have fantastic field position yet again. Yeah, yeah, the... Uh, I think he, I mean, he had to rush that kick because the, the snap was high. It kind of went off the side of his foot. It, got, it went so low, I kind of lost it in the stands across the way and didn't see where it ended up. I'm glad you caught it because I had no clue. So you talked about the Tigers just oozing with confidence yeah. on the sideline before the game. Even now, if you look at them, they're laser focused. You look at Lexington, they look like they're completely off tonight. It's almost like the Tigers are getting in their head already. Yeah, even their even – their, uh, the fans over there before the game, they were – there's a lot of them, but yes. they weren't very loud. This does not look like a team that has won three games in a row. That's no, it sure. doesn't. First and ten from the 45 is where they're going to spot it. Duke Reese out of the shotgun. Jermaine Bradley's in motion from left to right. Two receivers on the far side, two on the near. And Petty's the back. Excuse me, that's Brown. And this time the Minutemen blow up the quarterback draw. It was a fake handoff, the RPO there, and it blew up in his face. Duke's going to go down for a big loss all the way back to the 40-yard line. Yeah, they uh, uh, Lexington just uh, blew that play up. They had a couple guys come in. I think there was a missed block there. It looked like somebody was pulling around. They let a free guy come in, and that really no chance for the Tigers. Second and 16 from the 39 is where they're going to spot it. Empty backfield set. Four receivers on the near side, a mismatch. But here comes the blitz. Duke running for his life, tries to turn the corner, trying to use his speed, and he just gets to the – Yard marker back up to around the 40-yard line. And Lexington bringing the house with a big blitz there. Oh, they absolutely. That's the what they call the kitchen sink blitz because they they had four receivers. Uh, Mansfield had four receivers out here, and Lexington only had three guys out here because they were sending everybody else. And uh, Duke just didn't have time to, to get the ball out. Uh, he did manage to get a couple yards, so good on him. And then showing his athleticism by uh, squirting out of all that pressure. Brings up a really long third down. Though. Third and 15 from their own 40-yard line. Tigers have the football, 14-0 Mansfield, under seven minutes to play first quarter. Here's the snap. Duke throws over the middle, incomplete, and it was a little too overthrown for Jayante O'Brien, and the timing was off there. So it's going to be the first three and out for the Tigers, and they'll punt the football. Yeah, uh, the snap was a little off. I saw Duke kind of bobble it as he was trying to, you know, Regrip the ball. I think it, like you said, it, timing a little bit off. Led the receiver just a little too much. But if you're gonna have to punt the ball, nobody better than uh, Debolt to kick the ball. He's averaging almost 36 yards a kick. You know, and I think eight out of 11 of his punts or whatever have been back inside the 20-yard line. The, the guy's got uh, a cannon for a leg. Nye Petty a little slow to get up, so he'll limp off to the sideline. And, yes, I agree with you, DeBolt. He has such a spectacular leg, and he's been such a great addition to the kicking game this year. Here's the punt. Just gets it off. Lexington sending all kinds of pressure, 
and gets a fantastic tiger roll inside of the 30, inside of the 20, inside of the 10, and rolls dead around the 8-yard line. Phenomenal kick. We'll wait for John Davis to tell us the official 52-yard punt for Quinton DeBolt inside of the 20-yard line. So the Minutemen will be pinned back deep inside at the 10 to the 9-yard line, which is where the official spot is. Yeah, Nick, you you called that one. Uh, Lexington had a, uh, a block on, and uh, once the receiver, the punt returner, decided to let that ball go, I mean, there was, there was no chance uh, that that wasn't going to go all the way down in the 20. Lexington definitely selling out on the blitz tonight. Defensive coordinator and former senior high head coach Jamie Massey going all blitz, that's for sure. But eventually the Tigers will adjust and they'll be able to break that. First and 10 for the Minutemen. They're trying to get some points on the board here. 6.36 to play first quarter. Caudill running for his life. He's under pressure. He's going to be sacked inside of the five-yard line. Pressure came from his right side. I didn't see who it was. I think, I think it was so Bradley. They're gonna say, so they're going to say Carter Kessler and Symir Phillips. Guess who? Yeah. Five-yard loss. Yeah. So Symir once again making his presence known. That that pressure was absolutely immediate, and uh, Caudell had absolutely no choice or no chance whatsoever. I'm kind of surprised he hung on to the ball because of the way the pressure came in on his backside. Under six minutes to play, first quarter, Mansfield 14, Lexington 0. And we have a stop and play a timeout for the Minutemen. We'll keep it here. Yeah, they had – This uh, game is rapidly uh, – well, it's just going with a couple of scoring plays. Duke Reese has two rushing touchdowns in this game, and it's just been uh, crazy and wild. Yeah, Lexington had 12 guys on the field, so they had to call timeout. You don't want to get any further back given the, the pressure the, the Tiger defense has gotten. So let's talk about the fact that the Cleveland Browns Youth Club selecting Mansfield-Lexington this week. This is the official Cleveland Browns High School Game of the Week. One of the representatives is here in the press box with us, and it's exciting. And why it's exciting is not only do they have the exposure on their website and from the Browns statewide, but they also have the opportunity, if they win this game, the Tigers could receive $2,500 for their towards their program yeah that's that's a it's a great uh great cause the the browns have got up there uh very unique thing that they're doing it, it, very cool uh great uh, great thing for all these high school teams that get involved with it second and 15 here's the snap hands it off to the back markel martin powers his way across the five and just shy of the 10 yard line they're going to mark it around the nine in between the nine and the ten so roughly back to the original line of scrimmage Still brings up a nice third and long. These Tigers can uh, pin back their ears. And, well, uh, we, yeah, and we'll see if they dial up the blitz again here on third and long like the Minutemen did on the last series. We have yet to call Mo Bradley Jr.'s name, so I would love well, to hear his name on this play. I get the feeling he's going to get his before the end of the game. <laughs> third and ten from the ten-yard line. Lexington pin back deep. Three back set. Here's the snap. Going deep, near sideline to Fogle, and once again, Caudill overthrows his man by a mile. And Mark Davis on coverage for the Tigers, along with Jaden Gross. It's fourth down, and if you're, right now, if you're Fogle, you got to be really frustrated because that's twice tonight he had his man beat for a touchdown. Yeah, yeah, uh, but you saw the effect of that Tiger pressure. They had three guys in the backfield, 
basically running almost an old wishbone-looking uh, play there. So Markel Martin is standing in his own end zone to punt. Nate Dismuke is standing at the Lexington 43-yard line. We'll see if the Tigers go after this kick. I imagine you would. 5.06 to play. First quarter, Tigers up 14. Martin gets the punt off. It's high, and it's actually considering an okay punt for the situation that he was put in. The Tigers are saying it was going to be spotted inside of the 40. We'll see the official spots it. And he's marching inside of the 40 to about the 38. So a great field position again for the Tiger offense. Yeah. The question is, how can the offense respond after Lexington went blitz heavy on the last series? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, they, uh, the Tigers made them show, uh, show their hand. So let's see how the Tigers counter that counter punch. Uh, you know, the first, uh, first ser couple series, some nice mix of run and pass. First and 10 for the Tiger offense, Duke Reese with Tank Petty, the running back. Two receivers stacked on top of each other on the far side. One on the near. The man on the near is Nate Dismuke. Jermaine Bradley's in motion to the right side of the line. Here's the snap. Duke hands it off to Petty. Petty, 40-yard line, and he's going to be brought down for a loss of one back to the 39. No running room there. Yeah, uh, Lexington had the, the – Everybody close to the line, uh, but over on that opposite side there where they had the stack receivers, two, two guys covering uh, Davis. Second and 10 from the Lexington 39-yard 39 39-yard 39 line. Tigers have the ball. Here's a snap, screen pass, and Duke throws it to Jayante. They're going to say backwards pass. He's still running. Lexington thought the play was over. Jayante to the 20. Flag is down. Inside of the 20, brought down around the 15. So what happened was Duke evidently threw it backwards, which is considered a fumble, and it was incomplete, we thought. But because it was a backwards lateral, uh, Jayante with the one hop picked it up and started running. But we'll see what the officials decide here. I think it's a block in the back, but that's a incredibly heads-up play by Giante because everybody else stopped. And uh, he sat there and saw that ball there and realized the ref never blew the whistle and picked it up and took off running. So it is holding on that return. Okay, so they called But it holding. is a first down regardless. I thought, I thought it was blocking the back, but it was the same play I was looking at. I just didn't get the right penalty. But still, like I said, incredibly heads-up play. The good news is, yes, they got a penalty, but they did get the first down. Yeah. Happened after the penalty happened after the fact when they crossed the chains. So, and it is positive yardage, believe it or not. Yeah, the good So, the they're going to spot it. Sorry, Craig. They're going to spot it inside the 30-yard line to the 28. Mansfield Senior will line up with two receivers on the far side, one on the near. The running back now is Zion Brown on the right hip of Duke Reese. First and 10, again, Jermaine Bradley in motion. Four minutes to play, first quarter, Mansfield up 14-0. Fake handoff, throws middle of the field, and just through the hand right behind the receiver of Nate Dismuke. He had his head turned, and he couldn't quite reel it in around the 10-yard line. That could have been another score. Yeah, very unfortunate there because he had his man beat, and he, it was clear sailing. It was uh, man coverage, and uh, he had his guy beat. There was nobody there to keep him, uh, keep him out of that end zone. Unfortunately, that pass just a little off. 
3.55 to play in the first quarter. Mansfield 14, Lexington 0. Second and 10 is the call from the 28-yard line of Lexington. Duke Reese, here's the snap, hands it off. Room to run. There's Petty, 25 to the 20, 15 to the 10 to the 5. Touchdown, Tigers! 28-yarder, Tank Petty to the house. Tigers are celebrating as they take a 20-0 lead. Great block, and I cannot say great emphasized enough. Downhill. Uh, by uh, Jermaine Bradley. He's down there, and he was he was making his block, and he ended up blocking two receivers to spring that for for uh, for Tank. Uh, beautiful downhill or downfield blocking. I'm just watching you. You have a smile on your face. You're loving this running oh, yeah. attack tonight. Absolutely. Tigers are going old school, running the football right down Lexington's mouth and throat. Here's a snap to the hold. The kick is up, and it is good. 3.46 to play first quarter. Mansfield 21. And Lexington Zero, you're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service, providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team. 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call. 419-522-2020. This is quarterback Duke Reese, and you're listening to the radio home of Tiger football on GoTigers.com. This is Nick Michaels reminding you to tune in next Friday night, September 29th at 6.30 p.m. as the T.Y. Tigers will be back at Arlen Field and its homecoming as the Ashland Arrows and Coach Scott Valentine Come to town. Should be a great matchup. Once again, pregame show with Coach Bradley starts at 6.30 p.m. on your radio home for Tiger football, GoTigers.com. The Ashland Arrows invade Arlen Field next week. Coach Scott Valentine is back at the command for Ashland. Can't wait for that one. And as I mentioned before, it is homecoming, and it's also homecoming tonight here in Lexington. And so far, it's been all Mansfield. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, this is definitely not the type of uh, game you want if you're uh, the homecoming team, that's for sure. And here is Quentin DeBolt to kick off on the near sideline. And John Davis is yelling at the ball to sit like a golf ball. I love the encouragement there as it's going to go out of bounds and it will be a penalty marker. And it's going to be fantastic field position for the Lexington men and upcoming. I dare say that's the worst kick that kid's had all year long. It still actually wasn't too bad. Yeah. You know, you said uh, you saw me smiling because the running game. and how I mean, like I said before, I'm old school. I love running game. I love the defense. The other thing is is the numbers bear it out. You know, in the last five years, the Tigers are 29-4 and four when they crack that 100-yard rushing mark for, as a team. It's so key Look to get – yeah, well, you know, I did my research. And I'm by impressed. research, I mean I opened up the email that John Davis sent us. <laughs> you don't say it that much. You don't want to give them that much credit. First and 10 for the Minutemen at the 35-yard line. Cardell out of the shotgun. Here's the snap. Back to pass. He's under pressure. He fires deep downfield, middle of the field. Fogel caught that one. He's going to score a Lexington touchdown. Finally, they capitalize on a big play. Just like that, the Minutemen are on the board. 21-6, 3.31 to play first quarter. A lot of scoring so far yeah. in this game. Yeah, well, and it's, it, un, it's like I had mentioned earlier, there is a height advantage there. Um, Fogel much much taller than uh, Giante, and that was basically a jump ball, and he just jumped up there and grabbed it like a rebound in basketball. And uh, mm-hmm. he after did. That, that was 
beautifully thrown too by the quarterback. Yeah, you know, and once he once he got that, he was able to uh, outrun him to the, the to the end zone. Will Perkins on to attempt the PAT. You know, but that's something. Caught that, ill to hold. That's something the Tigers are going to have to pay attention to tonight. Is if they can keep getting that jump Snap ball. Snap the hold. The kick is up, and it is good. 3.31 to play in the first quarter. It's now 21-7, Mansfield over Lexington. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. This is La La Owens, and you're listening to the radio home of Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Braden Fogle, the diamond in the rough, as Coach Chokey Bradley called him in the pregame show, makes Mansfield pay for it on a 65-yard touchdown reception from Caudill with 3.31 to play in the first quarter, and the Minutemen are on the board. And Nick Michaels, Craig Jackson, Craig, the Minutemen desperately needed some points. Quickly. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Now it's going to be up to the Tigers to respond. To respond, uh, get that offense out there, and let's march down the field and get uh, six more and just uh, nullify that touchdown by the, the Minutemen. Perkins on to kick off on a beautiful night for football in Lexington, 69 degrees at kickoff. And a low-line drive, kick, 30-yard line, picked up at the 28. There's Amar, Amar trying to turn the corner on the far side using his speed, 30 to the 40, 45, and he's tripped up just past the 45-yard line around the 47, first and 10, Mansfield Sr. Yeah, again, somebody kicking to Amar. Uh, we got a fight on the uh -oh. far sideline here. Penalty marker is down, a little skirmish. And it wouldn't be a Lexington-Mansfield game without a little chippiness. Oh, absolutely not. Uh, uh, I think we even mentioned that last week because the new Philly-Mansfield game was got, got a little chippy at times. And, you know, we said just wait until next week. And here we are not even out of the first quarter. So let's check the flag here. So it's on the Tigers' personal foul. So the ball was spotted at the 49-yard line, so they'll mark it around the 34 if my correct is my math is correct. Yeah, unfortunately, the uh, somebody over there for the for the uh, Tigers took a little exception to how the tackle went down, whether it was close to being out of bounds or you know whatever. Uh, it still shouldn't have happened. Again, the mental errors we were talking about before the game. First and 10 for Duke Reese in the offense, trying to respond after that Lexington 65-yard touchdown pass. As they have the ball, they're up 21-7, 3.19 to play in the first quarter. Back on his left hip, first down snap. Hands it off to the running back, Zion. Tries to turn the corner across the 35, and he's going to be tripped up just shy of the 40-yard line. So it's about... I think a, about a five-yard run on that play. Yeah, nice, nice, nice five-yard gain. Uh, just a simple look-like off-tackle play off to the right side. Some nice blocking downfield brings you a nice second medium. These officials keep doing the Cupid shuffle tonight. They keep moving, spotting the ball, and then moving it back a couple of yards each time. 
So they're officially going to call it a four-yard gain. Maybe Second and six from the 37-yard line. Here's a snap, fake handoff. Duke dumps it off. Here's a screen, Jermaine Bradley across the 40. He is close to the line to gain, very close. I don't think he got it. He's going to be about a yard short. But a nice job by Jermaine Bradley to handle that dump off from Duke Reese. Yeah, it was a nice design play and a nice uh, pass out there from Duke to, to Bradley. Um, brings up a nice third and short. Third and one from the 43-yard line. Duke Reese out of the shotgun. And the back on his right hip is Zion Brown. Two receivers on the far side. Here's the snap. Hands it off to Zion. Little Le'Veon Bell-esque. 45 across midfield into Lexington territory. A flag is down. I think there's a flag back here too. Mm. No, that's no, that's not a flag. That's like a glove or something. Oh. So we might have a flag after the play. We'll see. One thing I've always learned when you come to Lexington, expect the unexpected. So a very late holding flag. That was actually thrown all the way into the Lexington, Lexington secondary deep. So for that official to make that call, I thought that was a little, wow. So third and one. So, yeah, it is no gain after the penalty. Moves the ball back to the 43-yard line. So we basically get a do-over. Yeah. Third and one. And we'll see what the Tigers do here if they're going to run the same play. As Zion is still the back. 155 to play, first quarter, 21-7 Tigers. Duke Reese out of the gun, third and one. Here's the snap. Hands it off, and they do. And Zion tries to get a yard, and I don't know if he got it. Penalty marker is down again, and I don't think he got it. It's going to be fourth down. He tried to bounce off the defender and just use his momentum to get it, but we'll check the flag. I wonder if it's another hold here. I believe it's a holding on uh, the Tigers. So it is holding on the Tigers. And if you're Lexington, I would take this penalty because Chokey Bradley's notorious for going for it because it wouldn't have made it. Wait a minute. Why'd they? Because it was a, it was a loss of one. Okay. So they declined it. Wow. So yeah. it is fourth and two, so Chokey will punt the football. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Zion, like you said, he was trying to power his way through that, and he's just not quite the, the power that Tank has. 90 seconds to play first quarter. Quinton DeBold on to punt. And now one of the Minutemen is finally running back at the last second. I thought maybe they were looking for a fake here and a fantastic punt by DeBolt, and it rolls inside of the 25-yard line. And it's around the 23 is where they're going to call it, so. Yeah, an another great punt by Q. Uh, not quite inside the 20-yard line, uh, but if you're if you're the Tigers, you can't have a, a a replay of what happened that last series. You you can't uh, you can't let Caudell throw those bombs and, and put them up for jump balls because more than likely you're going to lose that uh, with Fogle almost every time. First and 10 for Caudill, 113 to play, first quarter. Tigers up 21 to 7. Markel Martin is the back behind Caudill, first and 10 from the 22. Here's the snap, hands it off to Martin. Martin, very little running room. 
and he did not get up to the 25, so they're going to bring him down around the 24, a two-yard run for Markel Martin. And Bradley, uh, Mo Bradley in there on the tackle got a hold of him around the ankles, and he was not letting go. And uh, Mo Bradley, uh, I told you over the weekend, making a trip up north to the big house, visiting yes. the Wolverines against Bowling Green game last week. So he is on Coach Harbaugh's radar. We love hearing that. Under yeah. a minute to play, first quarter, 21-7 to is the Tiger lead, second and eight. Here's the snap. Caudill will run, tries to turn the corner on the far sideline, and he does, and he's going to have the first down all the way up across the 35 to about the 36-yard line. And I think some of us wanted holding on that play. Yeah, just a couple people up here wanted holding. <laughs> um, but there was that uh, nice uh, design QB run there, took it around the left side. He had some blocking. Mm -hmm. was able to get a first down out of it. If you're the Tigers, you, you know, you've, you've done some nice things this first quarter, but you don't want to give up anything here to Lexington and let them get back in the game. Ball spotted, and that will end the first quarter. Ball's going to be spotted at the 38-yard line when we come back. End of the first quarter, Mansfield 21, Lexington 7. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. This is Nick Michaels reminding you to tune in next Friday night, September 29th at 6.30 p.m. as the T.Y. Tigers will be back at Arlen Field and its homecoming as the Ashland Arrows and Coach Scott Valentine come to town. Should be a great matchup. Once again, pregame show with Coach Bradley starts at 6.30 p.m. on your radio home for Tiger football, GoTigers.com. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. This is Lala Owens, and you're listening to the radio home of Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Nick Michaels, Craig Jackson, start of the second quarter from Lexington High School. It is homecoming for the Minutemen. Craig, what a wild first quarter that was. Yeah, absolutely. There was a, you know, there was a point in time where it looked like the Tigers were going to run away with this, and then there was that uh, deep pass uh, slash basketball rebound to Fogle that uh, – he took to the house, and now, uh, you know, Lex is starting to drive again, so let's see if the Tigers can slam the door on this and keep it a 14-point lead. First and 10 for the Minutemen at the Lexington 38-yard line. Caudill out of the shotgun. Here's the snap. He'll keep it. Fake handoff, and he is going to be brought down immediately. And I believe, is that Saimir? Saimir on the stop on the tackle for loss, and then it's back to the 35-yard line. Simon Phillips blowing up the play. Second, second and 13 from the 35. Three receivers as minimum will go four wide here. Three on top, one on the bottom. Back on the right hip, here's the snap. Caudill back to pass, throws. It's caught, middle of the field, that's Wilson. He's to the 45, and he is brought down around the 46-yard line, close to a first down. He's going to be third and short. Yeah, uh, he just kind of got lost in the coverage. It looked like it was uh, just found a soft spot there, and uh, Caudell made the read, got it out to him, gain of eight. <clears throat> Unfortunately, the Tigers are kind of letting the Minutemen get back in this game, a game they had uh, 
firmly in control not that long ago. So it's third and two. Caudill out of the shotgun, two receivers on each side. Here's the snap. He runs up the middle, stumbled, contact, and he was able to use his momentum and dive for a first down all the way up to midfield. And that was a, uh, a lucky break for the Minutemen there. Yeah, absolutely. He was actually stopped for it looked like a loss, and like you said, he was able to get out of it, and then he just kind of stumbled forward. And he's up there at, uh, around the 50-yard line giving Lexington uh, first down there at great field position. So ball right at midfield, 10-13 to play, second quarter, 21-7 is the Lexington lead. Here's the snap, Caudill back to pass. Has time to throw, goes deep, far sideline, into double coverage, and it's incomplete into the sideline. And it was intended for Braden Fogle. He is getting plenty of targets tonight. It looked like he was a little hobbled after that play. He was kind of limping a little bit. Yeah, a little slow getting up, but as he's jogging back, he looks okay. I hope you started uh, Braden Fogle in your fantasy team tonight. No, I did not because I don't like fantasy football, and you know that. <laughs> I know you don't. I act, believe it or not, I'm not playing this year. I'm stunned. This? Last year you were in like 27 leagues or something like that. Well, you know, like when that. I play fantasy football, I turn into an awful person just like John Davis. So. <laughs> So it's going to be second and 10 <laughs> from midfield. Ten minutes to play, second quarter. Caudill back to pass under pressure. Oh. He avoids the sack. He'll run with it. Just barely gets back to the line of scrimmage, maybe a yard to the 49-yard line of Mansfield. They're going to give him progress. He was running for his life, third and nine upcoming. Yeah, that was almost going to be a 10-yard loss. I didn't I didn't see who knifed in there, but they had him, and they, did, they just didn't wrap up and make the tackle. It's still third and long, but it could have been third and a heck of a lot longer. So, again, the Cupid shuffling uh, continues from the officials, moves it back to the 50-yard line. And you don't third even – the sticks and the refs aren't even hey, lining up hey, down here. Don't don't mess with my boy Derek. You can't say anything bad about Derek. <laughs> Here's the snap, third and ten, back to pass, under pressure, just gets it off middle of the field. Great catch, bounces off the defender, has the first down into, terror, into Mansfield territory into about the 33-yard line, first and ten. Unfortunately, Dismook put the big hit on him but didn't bother to wrap up, and let, uh, that gave the receiver another 10 to 15 more yards. And Lexington's starting to figure out this quick passing game that's nullifying the, the Tiger pressure. The Tigers need to adjust. First and 10 minute, man. Ball spotted at the 34-yard line, 8.48 and counting here in the first half. Here's the snap, Caudill. Hands it off to the back. Martin has no room to run. Mansfield blows that play up. One-yard loss back up to the 35. There's your guy with the doing the dirty work. Nye Petty was in there, knifed in there, got him around the legs, and he was not letting him go. I love watching that kid play. He plays with a lot of heart. He's one of those unsung heroes where he's, his name might not be in there on all the, all the plays, but uh, he's the one setting them up. It's the Cupid shuffle, John, I keep telling you. So what, a loss of two or one there? It is one, one. Second 11 from the 34-yard line. Gage Powell in motion for the Minutemen. Two receivers on the far side. Here's the snap. Caudill back to pass under pressure. Rolls to the outside. Fires deep down the field. Overthrows everyone. Penalty marker comes out at the end of the play. They're not going to call the holding, but they're going to call that downfield. Yep. It's uncatchable, so I hope that's not pass interference because that, that ball was 10 yards over his head and two yards out of bounds. 
What in the world are they doing? Yeah, it was uncatchable. They're calling holding on the Tigers. Wow. And Coach Bradley trying to keep the Tigers focused <laughs> as John Davis is not focused right now. <laughs> Wouldn't be a game without J.D. going off at the refs. Well, it'd be different if it was even a questionable call. No, but that I was agree. beyond question. That's awful. Please don't bang on the glass tonight. I mean, it, like I said, it's 10 yards over his head and three yards out of bounds. I, wow. Yes, second and one from the Mansfield 24-yard line. Caudill out of the shotgun, four wide set. Here's the snap. He'll keep it. Has room to run inside the hash marks, inside of the 20, all the way down to the 11-yard line. A big run for Joe Caudill. Yeah, some good blocking there by the Minutemen, and unfortunately I think the Tigers' defense is back on their heels. Looks like so uh, the holding penalty is coming back to haunt the Tigers. The phantom holding penalty, we'll call it. Ball spotted at the 11-yard line. I believe they just sent Fat Man in there to to sure up that, uh, put some more beef up there up front. And you would be correct. Shotgun formation. Markel Martin's the back, hands it off to him. And again, Lexington cannot establish the run with Markel Martin tonight as he has continued to struggle running the football. No gain, second and ten. Well, we've seen, we've seen that uh, all-conference uh, play where the uh, opposing teams can't get a running game established with the running backs. It's all the uh, quarterback runs and, and scrambles that hurt the Tigers. 6.51 to play in the first half. 21-7 is the Mansfield lead. Lexington marching. They're in the red zone. Looks like the Minutemen brought in some beef. Really loading up. They're going to run a jumbo set here. Now it's going to be a fade out to Here's the snap. Hands it off to Markel Martin. And, again, the Tigers just having his number tonight. Defensively, the run defense just kind of just plugging the holes. And what a big stop there. It's third and long now from the 11-yard line. Yeah, the Minutemen brought in the beef to try and muscle it down uh, Mansfield's throat, and the Tigers said no way. And, uh, and they're going to pin him down for a loss back at the 12. So third and 11. You got one-on-one -on -one outside between and again, Fogel and Davis. The Minutemen going with a jumbo set. Two blockers for the running back, Martin. Here's the snap. Back to pass. He throws, balls tipped, and it was incomplete. I thought for a second it was intercepted. Batman. Batman with Batman the hand up. with the tip. And the Tiger Nation that made the trip over to Lexington, they're happy. Their Tigers just getting a stop on defense, and now the Minutemen will attempt a field goal to make an 11-point game here. Yeah, Running onto the field will be Will Perkins. Yeah, great play by Fat Man to get his big hand up there and bat that ball down, almost like a volleyball spike. Yeah, it was. It was a great play. We'll see what the official 29-yard attempt for Will Perkins. Caudill to hold. Here's the snap. The kick is up. Is it long enough? And it is. Lexington capitalizes with some points on this drive. 5.47 to play in the first half. Mansfield 21, Lexington 10. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Would you like to be a crucial part of Mansfield Tiger sports and help our Tiger athletes and students? 
Then join the Tiger Booster Club. Opportunities are available for our Tiger community to assist the Booster Club with Tiger Bingo on Sundays and Tuesdays at the Baco Grotto Hall and to work all concession venues and special events when needed. Our mission is to provide sports teams and students with much-needed funds for uniforms, travel, camps, pregame meals, and much more. To join, call Stan Gilbert, President, at 419-631-0792. This is quarterback Duke Reese, and you're listening to the radio home of Tiger football on GoTigers.com. 5.47 to play in the first half. Mansfield 21, Lexington 10, Nick Michaels, Craig Jackson from Lexington High School on homecoming evening, and Will Perkins just hit a 29-yard field goal. Yeah, John Davis also just informed us that uh, – you know, this is going to be the first time the senior high offense is going to touch the ball this quarter. Uh, very time-consuming drive by the Minutemen, uh, eating up, uh, you know, all the way down to uh, 547. So Perkins tees it up at the 40-yard line. Back deep for the Tigers. We have Dismuke. Try to see who the other Tiger is on the far side. I believe that should be Giante. And it's a low-line drive, middle of the field. Picked up around the 25-yard line. Running with it, has room to run. Here we go, 40. He's in the midfield. 45 pushed out of bounds on the far sideline, inside of the 45-yard line. See who that was on the return. Did you catch who that was on the return? No, I didn't. I saw, all I saw was he picked it up. Zion Brown with the return as he picked it up around the 25-yard line. And Took it all the way down, 36-yard return, all the way down to the 40-yard line, first and 10 Mansfield Senior. Yeah, it took him a second to collect that ball because it was kind of bouncing funny, but he got it, and the Tigers set up a nice wall down there, and he was, uh, he was uh, a hair away from breaking that all the way for a TD. Now, if you're the Tigers, you've got to get your offense rolling here. They 5.36 to play in the second quarter. First and 10, Mansfield senior Duke Reese out of the shotgun, back on his left hip. Two receivers on the far side, two on the near. First and 10 from the 40-yard line of Lexington. Here's the snap. Back to pass. Now he's going to roll to the near side. Throws downfield, and it was just dropped by... Nate Dismuke on the near sideline. As Duke Reese in the pregame talked about how he wanted Nate Dismuke to step up tonight and have a good game because Nate has yet to have that breakout performance like he had several times last year. And unfortunately, Nate Craig wasn't able to haul it in. No, and that one, I mean, it was a tiny bit high, but it hit him right in the hands. He needs to make that catch. Second and 10 from the 40-yard line. 5.29 to play here in the first half. Tank Petty is the back behind Duke Reese. One receiver on the far side. Trips on the near. Here's the snap. Duke's going to run. Avoids one tackle for the Minutemen. Running for his life. Another avoid tackle. He missed three tackles. All that running for about maybe three or four yards. But uh, all the way down inside of the 35 to the 34-yard line, there's going to give him about a six-yard run. Yeah, he uh, the Lexington defense at first did a good job, uh, but uh, – Duke just jump cut after jump cut with a six-yard gain there. Third and four. And Lexington just jumped off sides. And Lexington gift wraps a first down to the Tigers as the defender came across and just nailed one of the Mansfield players. And the mock cheering from the Mansfield uh, section as they finally call a penalty for the T.Y. Tigers. Yep, it is the first penalty for Big Lex. That moves the ball down inside of the 30 to about the 29. 
First and ten, Duke Grease in the offense. Tank Petty is the back on his left hip. Trips receivers on the near side, one on the far. Amar Davis is a motion from right to left. Now he's back to right to, to left. Here we go. Duke Reese rolls to the outside and throws it away. He was looking for the option to run and turn the corner, but well defended on the perimeter by the Minutemen as they watch some film this week. He's forced to throw it out of bounds. It's going to be second and ten. Yeah, uh, everywhere Davis goes, Lexton has at least two people. When he went in motion, two guys went with him, plus the guy that was on the other side waiting for him. He came back. The two guys came back with him. Uh, they are very aware uh, of Amar the star and his playmaking abilities. It's up to the rest of the Tigers to step up and make some plays here. 21-10 to 10 is the Mansfield lead. 4.40 to play. Second quarter, second and 10 from the 29. Duke Reese, here's the snap. He's going to keep it up the middle. Lost the ball. And then we'll see who has it. Both teams are signifying they have the ball. And I think Mansfield got it back. They did. So they'll move the ball. So what, that's about a five-yard run? Four-yard run for Duke Reese. He did, he did fumble the ball. I mean, technically it's a run, but... Uh. <laughs> Lucky bounce right back up to into yeah. his arms. So Tank Petty is the back. I'm sorry, that Zion Brown is the back. One receiver on the far side, two on the near. Third and six from the 25-yard line. Tigers have the ball in Lexington territory. Here's the snap. Duke going deep, throws into the end zone. Touchdown, Tigers! Nate Dismuke, I just said three plays ago how he has to step up tonight and deliver, and he has. Nate the Great with a touchdown reception with 4-11 to play, 25-yard touchdown reception from Duke to Nate Dismuke, and the Tigers now increase their lead 27-10. Yeah, he to attempt the PAT, Craig, will be the bolt. Yeah, he beat his guy right off the get-go, and uh, that was one that the Tigers needed, not just for the scoreboard, for, for confidence for themselves, because he had the guy beat. Snap to hold, the kick is up, and it is good. 4-11 to play in the second quarter. Mansfield adds to their lead, 28-10 over Lexington. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Need to get the power flowing in your home or business? BP Electric can do it all. Using only the best qualified electricians in Ohio, BP Electric can take care of a full range of services, including light fixtures, EV chargers, outlets and switches, whole home surge protectors, and so much more. Headquartered in Lexington, BP Electric is a local company with resources to serve the entire state. For all of your electrical needs, check them out online at bpelectricofoh.com. This is Coach Bradley, and you're listening to Tiger Football on vsbnradio.com. Go Tigers. Go Tigers indeed off the 25-yard touchdown pass from Duke Reese to Nate Dismuke, the junior. Makes it 28-10. Mansfield senior over Lexington, Nick Michaels, Craig Jackson. The bolt on to kick off to the Minutemen. Craig, uh, what an electric play that was. Yeah, like I said, uh, uh, Dismuke beat the guy right at the line of scrimmage. Uh, he, he was wide open, and uh, Duke put out a beautiful pass there. And like I said, they needed that for their confidence as much as they needed it for Two the scoreboard. Two Minutemen are back deep to receive the kickoff. I'm trying to see. It's hard to see their numbers. 
I struggle with their numbers tonight. I don't know about you, but yeah, they're wearing purple uniforms with gold. You think that would be easy, but it really isn't. A little one hop to the 15, 20, 25, up across the 25, just shy of the 30-yard line, brought down around the 29-yard line. First and 10 for the Minutemen around the 29-yard line. This Gage Powell was on the return. Well, let's see what uh, Coach Bradley and the, the rest of the coaches said to the defense while the Tigers were going down and scoring, maybe get them a little refocused and uh, – Make some adjustments and not, uh, you know. You go, you go back to that touchdown throw, Craig. Duke made that look easy. I yeah. mean, he was so wide open, he just lofted it over to him. Like, yeah. I'm pretty sure you could have done that throw. Oh, that's giving me too much credit, <laughs> my friend. <laughs> 4.02 to play here until halftime. 28-10 to 10 is the Mansfield lead. Out of the shotgun, here's Caudill. He'll keep it for a very short gain, maybe one up to the 30, 31-yard line. And he lost his helmet. No, that's not that's not him. That's a lineman. Sorry. <laughs> I don't know, man. All I see is there's a, just a giant pile well, of humanity out there. Well, not only is it hard to see their jerseys, but the numbers are super small. Yeah. It almost looks like the jerseys have been thrown in the dryer too long. Yeah. And they're wearing, like, middle school, you know, youth jerseys. Yeah. That's just how it looks to me. Okay, you're probably laughing at home. Well, the, but seriously, if you were at the game, you would really think they're wearing youth jerseys. Yeah, the, the numbers are in a small font, so any numbers that have bubbles in them like three or eight or whatever, it's hard to see because they, everything just kind of blends together. So the Little Giants have the ball, first and <laughs> ten from the 31-yard lines. No, it's not first and ten. Second and eight. Here's the snap. Hands the ball off again. And he's going to get another short gain up to the 33-yard line, two-yard run. Third and six upcoming for the Tiger defense. Mo Jr. with another tackle there setting up a third and long. So if you're the Tigers, you can't, you, you can't let Caudill uh, complete a pass here because you know that's what's coming. Be very mindful where Fogel's at because, like I said, he's kind of a size uh, size. Uh, I would like to see some Simeer Phillips on this player, Dalen McGinty, someone step up here and make a big play on third and six at the at the Lexington 33-yard line. Minutemen have the football, 2.43 to play until halftime. Caudill out of the shotgun. Here's the snap. Back to pass. Under pressure, rolls to the outside, looks downfield. He is under pressure, and he is going to be brought down. Did not get it. Maybe a yard if that. Simeer Phillips on the stop, I believe, Ben. Saimir, and how about that? I think yep. they can hear me up here. I yeah. called out Nate Dismuke and then uh, Saimir. Yeah, he had pressure coming. Uh, Caudill had pressure coming from his backside, and uh, he rolled out, tried to outrun uh, Phillips, and it just wasn't happening. So they'll spot it at the 32-yard line. Fourth and seven is the call. Two thirty-one to play until the intermission. <laughs> Martin on to punt. Dismuke back deep for the Tigers. I think the Tiger, timeout, Mansfield Senior. I yep. think the Tigers had too many men on the field. Even if they didn't, they they were running on. They weren't ready to go. That is the first timeout for Coach Bradley and company. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, they had twelve guys. So, if you're just joining us, Duke Reese has two rushing touchdowns tonight. He has ran the ball six times for 48 yards and two touchdowns. And then he, uh, Jameer Petty has three rushes for 43 yards. And also I'm looking, 
yeah, Petty had a 28-yard touchdown run as well. Vogel, for the Minutemen, has the lone Lexington touchdown, 65-yard touchdown reception. Will Perkins added a 29-yard field goal. And then just most recently, last time the Tigers had the ball, Craig, Nate Dismuke caught a wide-open pass from Duke Reese for a 25-yarder. Yeah. Yeah, the it's, it's been kind of back and forth. It started chunk. off we we during the one timeout we kind of looked at each other and I thought, man, this could get you know. It's been chunk city tonight. Yeah, a lot of chunk. Yeah, we haven't had much to too many times to uh, talk about our State Farm Red Zone because it's all been big big plays. Just once tonight. So fourth and six, Markel Martin to punt. Ball will be snapped at the thirty-two. Dismuk back deep at the thirty-eight. Don't touch it. Let it roll inside of the 30, and it dies around the 28-yard line. First and 10, Mansfield Sr. I was getting a little nervous there, but Nate let it roll. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Let it go, buddy. <laughs> 2.21 to play, 28-10 to 10 is the Lexington score here right before halftime. There's the Mansfield lead. Ah, I can't talk tonight. Yeah. Well, I would say now would be a good time for a two-minute drive, but with as fast as these offenses have moved when they've had scoring drives, it's not going to be a two-minute drive. So we'll, we'll see. Well, I should say when Mansfield Sr. scored because Lexington had that huge, long, drawn-out, uh, time-consuming drive there. But, I mean. Duke Reese trots onto the field here. He'll you know, set up first and 10 from the 35-yard line. You know, the Tigers have been scoring like, like lightning. It hasn't what? taken them very long, and it's been very big plays. Two receivers on the far side, one on the near. Back on the left hip, receiver in motion, shovel pass, and that is going to be Amar Amar, 35. Tries to turn the corner, flag is down for a hold. It's going to come back. He is put. He is pushed out of bounds on the near sideline, around the 46-yard line. I'm I'm kind of speechless here because the amount of holding calls they're calling is just ridiculous. And again, the official that was on the other side of the field was the one that called that. That's the second time tonight that's happened against the Tigers. I don't even know how he could see it because you got two football teams. You got 22 guys between. I didn't really think there was a hold. Did no, you? It was no. That. <laughs> First and 20 now pins the Tigers back deep to the 25-yard line. They have to get to the 35, or to, excuse me, the 45. For a first down. I mean, maybe that guy's superpower is seeing through people. I don't know. Because <laughs> I don't know how he saw through that. There was 20 people between him and that play. First and 10, four wide set for the Tigers. Duke back to pass. Under pressure, rolls to the inside. He's yeah. going to run with it. 30, 35 to the 40, 45 to the 50, 45 and out of bounds on the near sideline. He has the first down. I don't know what the Minutemen were doing. They literally gave him 30 yards to run, Craig. They were in man coverage, and they can't, They blitzed from the, the far side. Duke saw it when he rolled out away from the blitz. There was nothing but green grass. I could have got that. Mm. It was so wide open. My big old butt could have ran down there and got that first down. <laughs> wow, that's a bold statement. 30-yard run for... The quarterback, Duke Reese, who has had success on the ground tonight. 2.04 to play until halftime. 28-10, the Tiger League. They have the ball in Lexington territory. First and 10 from the 45. Back to pass. Now he's going to run with it. And I'm sorry, that was Amar out of the Wildcat. Fumbled the ball. I thought he was down. There's no way that was a fumble. Yeah, they're calling him As down. They're going to call him down around the 42-yard line. Three-yard run. Second and seven upcoming as we're under two minutes to play. 
So a little wildcat action there on that play fooled me. Yeah, I, I, when he dropped back to pass, I was like, oh, okay. Second and seven. No, that was Amar. No, it wasn't. Here's the snap. Duke throws middle of the field right through the hands of Dismuke, incomplete. It was it was a little ahead of uh, Dismuke. He had to kind of dive for it. Third and seven. Ball spotted at the 42. You know, unfortunately, uh, unfortunately, uh, speaking of Amar, we really haven't called his name that much. Well, it's been a night where he really hasn't had to carry the load, and it's actually, I think, he would be okay with that. Tonight it's been the Duke Reese show here at Lexington High School. It's great to see that. Yeah, no, don't get, don't get me wrong, here. but. Third and seven from the 42-yard line, you know, and you, Hansel's going to call a timeout. Yeah, you got a minute and a half left. You want to you get a score going into halftime. Uh, you know, get your best playmaker involved. I mean, they tried it on that pop pass that the – Referee saw that phantom holding, much like the phantom menace. It almost didn't exist. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that would have been a huge gain, but that, that uh, penalty. So. one twenty-four to play until halftime. Third and six upcoming from the 42-yard line. Mansell Sr. has one timeout remaining. Lexington has two timeouts remaining. Well, at halftime, we're going to have to turn on the lights here in the press box because I can't see our – I think at halftime, John and I are going to have a throwdown in the press box here. I'm taking John. <laughs> I don't know. I think he's got that busted hip still, so we'll find out. I'm still taking John. <laughs> he's trying to ignore me right now. No, I wasn't trying. I was actually a so once again, third and six from the 42-yard line. Duke Reese out of the gun. Here's the snap. Third down, throws over the middle, and another drop. Jayontae O'Brien right through his hands, and Mansfield's struggling to catch the football tonight. Duke is throwing some uh, really hard footballs, but... The yeah, that, receivers unable to catch tonight. That was definitely one that they probably uh, he probably should have caught. It, again, hit him in the hands. Uh, so that's probably I'd say three to four legitimate drops where they've been perfect passes and and they just gone through the hands. One twenty to play, and it is fourth and six at the forty-two yard line. Quinn DeBolt on the punt. High, beautiful punt. See if it gets a Tiger bounce, and it actually goes the wrong way. But a Tiger is there to down, and I think that's Nye Petty. Yeah, it is. I think it's going to be at the the 15-yard line. Or no, yeah. So another solid punt from Quentin DeBolt. Yeah. Yeah, gets him. Gets the Minutemen pinned down inside the 20. Hopefully the, you know, minute 13 left. The Tiger defense doesn't let anybody slip behind them. First and 10 for Caudill. Caudill in this game, if you're just joining us, has a 75-yard touchdown, excuse me, 65-yard touchdown pass to Braden Fogle. That has been their 
one big threat tonight, throwing deep to Fogel. He has struggled consistently to throw the ball downfield. Caudill throws it right through the hands of the receiver that's Fogel, and they he drops that one. Yeah. Right at the 23-yard line. Yeah, I think the Tigers were so used to him going deep, they weren't expecting him to cut open, I, cut across the middle. I and, will uh, say the ball was thrown behind the receiver a little, but he still should have caught that one. 109 to play until halftime. Ball spot at the 15-yard line. Caudill out of the shotgun. Markel Martin is standing behind him. One receiver on the near side. One on the far. Here's the snap, and Lexington's just going to run the football. Martin, a little room to run across the 20, and he powers his way across the 25. He has the first down to about the 26-yard line. They had uh, 11-yard run by Markel Martin, and the ball will be spotted around the 26-yard line, first and 10. They had Fogel lined up at tight end that time. I think they're trying to look for uh, some trickeration there, trying to get a mismatch. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if they go to that later, trying to pop one when, with him covered by a safety or linebacker. First and 10 from the 26, under a minute to play here until halftime. Here's the snap, quarterback keeper. Caudill runs with it, 30, 35, and he has another Lexington first down. Lexington does have two timeouts remaining, 39 seconds with the clock currently stopped. And now Caudell running the football tonight, 11 carries, 40 yards. Well, again, they'll it's spot it at the, Sorry, Craig. They'll spot it at the 37-yard line, first and 10 minute manners. They're going with some tempo here, trying to get some points as the clock continues to run. Yeah, QB power Martin again. is standing behind him, one receiver on the far side, one on the near. Here's a snap, first and 10. Caudell back to pass under pressure. He's going deep. Throws it into double coverage. It's intercepted by the Tigers. Nate Dismuke, 40. To the 50, 45, 40. He has room to run, 35, 30, 20. And he is pushed, and he is brought down inside of the 20-yard line. An electric play. Tigers have nine seconds to play with with incredible field position. Let's see what they do. So Nate Dismuke puts the Tigers in the State Farm Red Zone. State Farm Red Zone brought to you by Gary Fagan. With nine seconds to play here until halftime. So we'll see what the Tigers can do here as the ball is right at the 20. And they have a timeout left, so the middle What do you think, one shot at the end zone, Craig, and then you kick the field goal? Or you maybe try to work the sideline? I don't know what you do here. You got two plays. I'm not, I didn't ask you. Yeah, I, I would, I would, I, I, I would go for the end zone here, I think. Is Lexington, know. their personnel, they're just scrambled right now. They're in a fog after that. Yeah. Nate Dismuke interception, and uh, John, what was the return yardage on their interception? I think, I believe it was 58. 58 yards on the return. 50, 50 yards. Uh -huh. Oh, this is a mess tonight. So if you're just joining us, welcome to the circus, ladies and gentlemen. Nick Michaels, Craig Jackson. Uh, yeah, we do miss you like a bad cold. But, Craig, what a game this has been. Mansfield up 28-10. to 10. It's been a game where they've controlled the pace, but Lexington is able to get some chunk plays to kind of keep the Tigers on their heels just a little bit enough to stay focused and pay attention. 
Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I, I think if if I'm the Tigers, I'm, I'm taking a shot in the end zone. And quite honestly, I mean, I know you never want to leave points on the board. You have a great kicker, but I might try and take two shots, depending on how fast uh, the how uh, how fast the first play goes. You know. Well, the man is standing to my left, so you can tell him if you want. <laughs> We'll see what the Tigers do. Empty backfield set. They're going to go five wide, four on the far side, one on the near. Amar on the inside. Now Dismuke in motion. Left to right. Here's the snap. Duke back to pass. Throws, and he misses the throw as Dismuke fell to the ground. He slipped around the five-yard line and fell to the ground at the four. Oh, man, four seconds left. Oh, 37-yard field goal attempt if they decide to do it. It was there, too, man. They motioned Dismuke across the formation. He went up behind uh, Amar. Amar ran a slant. Both defenders went with him, left Dismuke wide open, and you had a low and outside pass and a slipping uh, receiver, and unfortunately that, that should have been six, and it ended up being second down. All right, so it's going to be second and ten from the 20-yard line. Now we have a timeout. Mansfield will use their final timeout. <laughs> Personally, I want the touchdown. Yeah, I, I mean. Hey, go for it. <laughs> we'll see what they do here. Four seconds to play until the half. And speaking of the half, coming up at the half, after Craig sings God Bless America, we'll have a fantastic show for you. We'll have stats, scores from around the area, and my college football preview. You definitely don't want me singing. No? No. I bet you have a wonderful voice. Uh, I, I, I think you want to keep all your listeners, so you definitely don't want me singing. Well, if we haven't scared anyone off from John Davis screaming in the background all night, I think we're, we're okay now. We've been through the thick of things tonight. So. You left your tissues at home. I can't wait till we're back upstairs next week. Me either. I miss Bruce. 37-yard attempt for Quinton DeBolt. Dalen McGitty on to hold. So hopefully Q can nail this so we can get into the locker room. And, of course, Andrew Saris, the head coach for Lexington, will call a timeout to try to ice the kicker, Craig. You know what? I'd go, I'd go for it now. That just kind of would tick me off, and I'd go for yeah, it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> I hope they do go for it. I really do. Screw it. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I would just take. Yep, I would take a shot, and if they give you a Mar one on one, I would just throw it into the end zone. Yeah. So we'll see what they do here. There is four seconds. The bolt was on to attempt the PAT, but after Andrew Saris tried to ice Quentin DeBolt, we'll see what looks this like timeout is. Lexington is now out of timeouts as well. Both teams. It out. looks like the offense is going out there. Well, you can tell this is a rivalry game. Yeah. Promotions running high this evening. Yep, they sure are. There goes Duke out there. Second and ten from the State Farm red zone. Duke Reese, the quarterback. Zion Brown, the back behind him. Three receivers on the far side, one on the near side, and that's Amar on the near side. And so far, they're showing man coverage on yeah. the near side here. I throw it to Amar. Here's the snap. Duke back to pass. Throws in the, into the end zone incomplete. As they were trying to hit, I believe that was Dismuke in stride at the goal line, and he could not capitalize on the throw. 
And that will end the first half. With the score, Mansfield 28, Lexington 10. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Buying your dream home is something that you'll never forget. But the process can also bring stress. Finding the right house, making the right offer, selling your old house. Don't let the process become overwhelming. Instead, let Joshua Kennedy with Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors take on the burden for you. He was born, raised, and lives right here in North Central Ohio. Serving the area for nearly 10 years, Joshua Kennedy can help you sell your house and put you in your dream home today. He's always accepting new clients, so give him a call today at 419-571-1699. That's 419-571-1699. Or email jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Joshua Kennedy of Coldwell Banker Maddox McCleary Realtors. Working for you and with you from beginning to end to make the process as smooth and as enjoyable as possible. jkennedy305 at gmail.com. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service, providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call, 419-522-2020. Would you like to be a crucial part of Mansfield Tiger Sports and help our Tiger athletes and students? Then join the Tiger Booster Club. Opportunities are available for our Tiger community to assist the Booster Club with Tiger Bingo on Sundays and Tuesdays at the Baco Grotto Hall and to work all concession venues and special events when needed. Our mission is to provide sports teams and students with much-needed funds for uniforms, travel, camps, pregame meals, and much more. To join, call Stan Gilbert, President, at 419-631-0792. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. This is Coach Bradley, and you're listening to Tiger Football on VSBNRadio.com. Go Tigers! Nick Michaels, Craig Jackson back here. It is halftime. Mansfield leads Lexington 28-10. to 10. Real quick, we have stats for it, and then we'll get you into our uh, halftime report with our college football preview. Well, Craig, if we're looking at the stats here in the first half, plays 31-27 to 27 Lexington, 9-7 to 7 Mansfield on first downs, running the football tonight. The Tigers have 15 rushes, 158 yards on the ground. I know you love that stat Absolutely. Right Absolutely love it. 
20 for four, 20 rushes, 40 yards for the Minutemen. The Tiger rush defense, and that's something that you and I talked about this week. Mansfield's defense has been fantastic, but stopping the run has been an issue at times this year. Now I know they've played phenomenal talent in the Akrons and the Maslins and West Holmes and New Philly. This is not any of those teams, mm-hmm. but you like to see so far you're holding your opponent to under 50 yards rushing. Yeah, well, especially, especially the quarterback runs. So it's it's been nice that they've been and able to keep that in check. Caudill, believe it or not, you're going to laugh. Caudill uh, has 11 yard, eleven rushes for 39 yards. Yeah, like I said, I, I'm glad to see that, keep them him in check because the, those QB runs have been, been hurting the Tigers all year. So he has been their running offense tonight. Uh, but, John, what did what did you say earlier, John, that both quarterbacks are throwing what? Both quarterbacks tonight combined for 7 of 23, 149 yards? 40, 40 yards. Wow. So throwing the football, Duke Grease tonight, 3 of 12, 42 yards and a touchdown to Nate Dismuke. And then the lone touchdown pass, 65 yards for Caudill to Braden Fogle. He is 4 of 11, 98 yards with one interception by Nate Dismuke as well. Penalties tonight has been completely lopsided. Five for the Tigers, one for the Minutemen. As Craig mentioned in the broadcast in the first half, though, a couple of phantom calls as well. Total yards, 200 for the Tigers, 138 for the Minutemen. Turnovers, Lexington has one, Mansfield has zero. Time of possession, though, favors the Minutemen, 14-9. Final thoughts before we take it to break, Craig? Uh, I think it's, in general, a pretty good half by the Tigers. Um, would definitely like to see him be a little more consistent in the passing game. Um, you know, Duke's been a little bit off. Uh, it, you know, they had a, you know, like that one pop pass they called a they called a hold on that I'm still complaining about. Uh, like I said, I guess that ref has Superman vision, can see through <laughs> all the people that was between him and the play. Well, Mansfield Senior, they'll try to add to their lead here in the second half. We'll find out. In about 15 minutes, if they can do that or not. We'll go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll have our college football preview. Week four of college football is continuing tomorrow. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service, providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call, 419-522-2020. This is quarterback Duke Reese, and you're listening to the radio home of Tiger football on GoTigers.com. It's halftime. Nick Michaels back in the VSBN radio booth. Tonight's halftime show brought to you by this life support team. And let's get into our college football week number four preview. Last night there was one game, but I know you didn't watch it. Georgia State at Coastal Carolina. That was on ESPN. Why? I have no idea. But it is a two smaller schools, so I guess there was some appeal. But for the average person that follows the Power Five pri- primarily, we normally didn't give a lot of interest. There are some games tonight, though. Uh, Big Ten matchup, Wisconsin travels to Purdue. That is at 7 p.m. on FS1. 
NC State is at Virginia, 7.30 on ESPN. And then tonight at 10.30, Boise State travels to San Diego State on CBS Sports Network. And also Air Force at San Jose State on FS1 at 10.30. Tomorrow, though, big slate of games. And, you know, I have to say, for the first time this season, we actually have a Saturday that is jam-packed full of great matchups, and I'm really excited. So if you're looking for games to watch and kind of vegetate at home on the couch, listen up, folks, because there's some great matchups tomorrow. Big Ten opener for the Michigan Wolverines, the number two team in the land, and Coach Harbaugh is back. His first game of the season after serving his three-game suspension for uh, giving ham or hamburger and cheeseburgers to some uh, recruits uh, a couple of years ago. Seriously, that's what that was all about. If you weren't aware, in a nutshell, basic recap there. Um, I know, it makes me laugh saying that too, but rules are rules. The Michigan Wolverines are hosting the Rutgers Scarlet Knights. Now, you laugh. It's a 24-point spread. But Rutgers, I'm telling you right now, folks, Rutgers could give them a good game. Last week, McCarthy struggled mightily. And I tell you what, that's going to be a, a tougher matchup than you think for the Michigan Wolverines. It's a noon kickoff. It's on the Big Ten Network. Rutgers is coming in at 3-0. They're 1-0 in the Big Ten already with a win over Northwestern. Coach Ciano will have those guys ready to go and well-coached as well. So I'm not saying Rutgers is going to win, but I think, as the great Lee Corso once famously said, closer than the experts think. If you're going to bet on that game, take the 24 points in Rutgers. Noon, ABC, Florida State, number four in the land, 3-0 against 2-1 Clemson. Clemson has won back-to-back -back games after getting completely embarrassed by the Duke Blue Devils in week one. Florida State is only favored by 2.5 points. That's probably because Florida State struggled with Boston College last week. That was on the road. This is on the road in Death Valley. This is a noon kick on ABC. I think Florida State covers the spread. I think they win by about four or five points. Knowles should win in that one. Clemson, offensively, they just can't find the rhythm yet. Noon on Fox, number 16, Oklahoma travels to Cincinnati. Two years ago, that would have been a great game. Now no one cares. Brent Venables and the Sooners should absolutely destroy Cincinnati. The, the line is 14.5, so I would go ahead and take that. Sooners favored by 14.5. That is on Fox at noon. Uh, ACC Network at noon, Army at Syracuse, Auburn travels to Texas A&M, also on ESPN at noon, just kind of skimming through these matchups, Kentucky, 3-0 Wildcats on the road as they will head to Vanderbilt to take on the 2-2 two two Commodores, that is on the SEC Network at noon, Wildcats favored by 13.5 on that one, they should cruise, Virginia Tech, 1-2 this year, man, I'll tell you what, <laughs> Brent Pry and the uh, Hokies, phew, they're a hot mess. Uh, Purdue beat them a couple weeks ago. I think they lost again last week. They're down, so this is the year for Marshall to get Virginia Tech, I think, at home. That's at noon on ESPN2. Uh, FS1, SMU, TCU, both 2-1. and one. That's at noon. And Toledo will host Western Michigan and MAC play the defending MAC champions. Go for their title defense. That is uh, on 1, 1.30 p.m. ESPN+. Plus. We'll just kind of skim through the bigger matchups now. Colorado, number 19. Did you guys watch that game last week? And I have to say, and I'm sorry if, if you can't stand him, I am on the prime train. 
Um, I have been since he was at Jackson State last year. I just love Deion Sanders. His his charisma, his character, he's so entertaining. People don't like, you know, they say he's ignorant. But, you know, I watched his press conferences last week. He said, yes, sir, no, ma'am. Um, he said, thank you for covering us after the questions. I'm like, that's class act. Like, you know, on the field he might act like, you know, a, a madman, but he loves his players and he appreciates all the attention that his program gets. I am a big Prime fan. They have a big matchup as they have to go to Eugene, Oregon at 3.30 p.m. on ABC. I'm going to be watching this game. The Oregon Ducks are favored by 21. The question is, is Oregon for real? And I know you're yelling at me. They beat someone 81-7, but Portland State, give me a break. They're actually having to play someone now in Colorado. And Travis Hunter is hurt for the Buffs, but quarterback uh, Shador uh, Sanders, son of prime sanders he's a pretty good quarterback so i think it's going to be a good game i would actually take colorado and the 21 points in that one i think oregon just barely wins by the skin of their teeth but if the buffs win i would not be surprised i'd be really happy as i'll be rooting for coach prime in that one 3 30 p.m on fox number 22 ucla number 11 utah both three and zero. utah favored by four and a half at home they should win and cover in that game 3:30, 15 Ole Miss, 3-0 versus 2-1 Alabama, number 13. Alabama favored by seven. Folks, if I were you, take the points. I w- I'm even debating taking Ole Miss on the money line. I have a feeling the Rebels are going to win this game. I know the records for former assistant coaches under Nick Saban are not great. What is it? I can't remember. I think only three coaches have ever beaten him. Coach Sarkeesian was one of them a couple of weeks ago. I think Lane Kiffin's going to get him this week. Ole Miss is a scrappy ball team, ball club, and uh, Alabama, that quarterback situation is a hot mess right now. I take Ole Miss in the upset. Rebels by three on the road. I know that's a bold prediction, but I keep telling people they don't listen to me. Alabama, they're going away. This is the end for Nick Saban. Number 18, Duke travels to UConn. That is at 3.30. Miami versus Temple also at 3.30. Florida Atlantic at Illinois on the Big Ten Network. Michigan State hosts Maryland. Go Angelo Gross at 3.30 p.m. on NBC if you want to watch that one. Cheer on our boy from Mansfield Sr. So exciting to watch him play every week. BYU at Kansas. That's a big game. 3-0, 3-0. BYU joining the Big 12 next year. So this is a preview of what they're kind of what their taste is going to be like and how about kansas resurrecting that program three four years ago they were the laughing stock and craig and i were even joking that kansas is a borderline mac team for football at least and basketball is another story but (laughs) football boy they have had a big turnaround for the jayhawks eight and a half is the spread for kansas west virginia texas tech that's on the big 10 big 12 network excuse me at 3 30 p.m then you have the ohio bobcats at bowling green that is at 3 30 on espn plus and some of the other notable matchups i'm just looking here oregon state number 14 at number 21 in washington state 7 p.m on fox and then of course the game you're all been waiting for as, by the way, again, once again, Georgia's playing nobody. The number one team, Georgia, is playing one and two UAB. I know they can only play the games on their schedule, but they're favored by 42. So uh, we're still waiting for Georgia to, Georgia to actually play someone. Ohio State, number six, 3-0 against 
Number nine, Notre Dame on the road in South Bend, who was 4-0. They had the extra game in Ireland earlier in the season where they destroyed Navy. Buckeyes by three. This is going to be an interesting game. I think it's going to be fun. I think it's going to be physical. Um, Sam Hartman's been playing really well for the Irish. Marcus Freeman's done a wonderful job in his second year. A lot of pressure on him to deliver after the kind of bust season last year where they didn't have a quarterback. And um, tell you what, I like what Coach Freeman and the Irish are doing right now. It's going to be a tough matchup. I think the key, and Craig and I say this all the time about Ohio State, is how well that offensive line plays. As far as they go, that's the that's the key right there. Um, defensively, I like Ohio State's been playing a lot better defensively. This is going to be their first test, though. I think when you're going up against the top 10 offense in Notre Dame, we're really going to see how this secondary plays. And I would like to see Sawyer and the defensive line and, you know, the, the linebackers continue to progress and really get pressure on the quarterback as well. Marvin Harrison's got to do his thing. And Mecca Buka, Cade Stover, run the football again. Chip Trainum's really coming on strong for the Buckeyes. So I like how things are going with Ohio State. McCord's only going to get better. Be patient with him, folks. I know we've been spoiled with fields and 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 uh, Stroud and Haskins the last, what, eight years. But McCord's going to be fine. If you give him a little patience, just look last week, Coach Day gave him the keys to the offense, and they absolutely dismantled Western Kentucky 63-10. to And McCord looked like a pro. He looked like an All-American quarterback last week. So just <laughs> remain patient. I think the Buckeyes will win. Will they cover? It's going to be close. I think if they do win, it's going to be anywhere from two to six points. And then the last matchup we'll talk about, number 24, Iowa 3-0. and uh, 3-0 overall, they have yet to play a Big Ten game against number 7, Penn State. And it is a wideout in Happy Valley on CBS on 730. And by the way, the Buckeye game is on NBC, if I forgot to mention that. But Iowa, Penn State, that is at 730 p.m. on CBS. Nittany Lions favored by 15. I think it's going to be close in the beginning. Penn State pulls away. They don't cover. Nittany Lions win by 9 points in that one. All right, we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll have stats and we'll have more of the halftime report brought to you by the Life Support Team. Locally owned and operated, the Life Support Team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service, providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call. 419-522-2020. Would you like to be a crucial part of Mansfield Tiger Sports and help our Tiger athletes and students? Then join the Tiger Booster Club. Opportunities are available for our Tiger community to assist the Booster Club with Tiger Bingo on Sundays and Tuesdays at the Baco Grotto Hall and to work all concession venues and special events when needed. Our mission is to provide sports teams and students with much-needed funds for uniforms, travel, camps, pregame meals, and much more. To join, call Stan Gilbert, President, at 419-631-0792. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP 
Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. This is Coach Bradley, and you're listening to Tiger Football on VSBNRadio.com. Go Tigers! Go Tigers indeed, Nick Michaels, Craig Jackson, start of the third quarter upcoming, and Craig, what a wild first half that was. Yeah, there's some good back and forth action. Uh, Tigers go into halftime with a, with that 18-point uh, lead, uh, but it could have been more, and it probably should have been more. Uh, the thing you got to worry about if you're the Tigers is you got to you got to keep what you're doing, but you got to you got to look out for the big play. Uh, Fogel, like, like I said, a, a physical mismatch. He's six four. And uh, you just got to watch for them jump balls, man. But uh, for the most part, the Tigers did, the, did a good job stopping the run, stopping the pass, getting great pressure on Caudell. Uh, if you're Coach Bradley and, and uh, the rest of the coaches, you, you really got to gotta hope that, that uh, the passing game gets going. You've gotten these 28 points, but you, you really need guys to catch the ball and you need Duke to uh, complete some passes. We do have some scores for you. A score of interest, next week's game, Ashland 28, Madison 0. That's in the third quarter. Northmore 35 nothing over Fredericktown. Lucas 17-14 to over Monroeville. These are all in the third quarter. Clear Fork 22-16 over Pleasant Woo-hoo! in the third. Worc- Worcester's up. Tw- How about this, John? Worcester's up 28-21 to over West Holmes in the third quarter. And then you have New Philly all over Mount Vernon, 22-3 at the half. Shelby, 26, and Highland, 14, also a halftime score. I'm still waiting for that long-awaited uh, update on the Danville game. You really care about Danville? Uh, but, some people down, er, some people in town do, apparently. But, John, how about this score, John? 45-28 Ontario over Galleon at halftime. 45 points in the first half for the Warriors. We'll go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we'll have more. And I promise the third quarter kickoff as well. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. This is Nick Michaels reminding you to tune in next Friday night, September 29th at 6.30 p.m. as the T.Y. Tigers will be back at Arlen Field and its homecoming as the Ashland Arrows and Coach Scott Valentine come to town. Should be a great matchup. Once again, pregame show with Coach Bradley starts at 6.30 p.m. on your radio home for Tiger football. GoTigers.com. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand. You must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. This is Lala Owens. You're listening to the radio home of Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. That's what I said. Welcome back to Lexington High School. Nick Michaels, Craig Jackson, start of the third quarter where Lexington and Mansfield meeting on homecoming night in Lexington, 28-10 is the halftime score as 
Lexington, or excuse me, Mansfield is ready to go. They're on the sideline. Lexington still huddled in their own end zone. Yeah, I like the honestly. I like the fact that uh, Coach Bradley, when they went out, when they went for halftime. Uh, for those of you who've never been over here to, to Big Lex, uh, from the field to the visitors' locker room is like a five-minute trek. And uh, Coach Bradley just said, nah, we're going to save some time to coach up our kids. And they just went down and sat at the bleachers at the end of the field where the band sits. And uh, he coached them up down there. So the Tigers received the ball to start the game, so they will be on defense as Lexington will get the kickoff here in the third quarter. Lexington won the toss and deferred to the second half. If you were a coach, would you always defer? I know a lot of coaches like to do that now these days. What are the benefits? The, I, the one of the benefits to deferring is um, you, you, you're the one that gets to, it, it, I, I guess, you feel like you're, you can make the, the more adjustments if you get the ball that second half. You know, you don't have to wait to get the ball so you can get on things right away. Um, you get to respond. It's kind of like the overtime thing where you always want the other team to have the ball first. So you can respond to what they got to do. I think that's kind of the thinking of it. Like I've been saying all night long, I'm kind of old school. I'd rather just take the ball first and do what I've got to do on offense and, you know, just jam it down your throat and get points on the board. You know, I guess it just depends on your team, on what your strengths are, offense or defense. But I, I would usually probably more likely just take the ball to begin with and just start to try and impose my will from the get-go. Well... <laughs> I agree with you, but we'll see if uh, this pays off for the Minutemen as Quentin DeBold is on to kick off. Back deep for the Minutemen. I'm trying to look. I think it's Fogel, and I'm trying to see who's on the near side. I think that might be Powell. As we are ready to start the third quarter, ball's in the air, and it's a beauty from DeBolt. Caught around the 12-yard line, and I believe that is Powell. And he's going to run up uh, across the 20, and he is licked at the 25-yard line. And he is still slow to get up. A big hit for the Tigers. I believe that was Jayante O'Brien. Yeah, going down there full, uh, full speed, completely unbocked. Jayante uh, went low and uh, took, out the, took out the returner. Dead cold stop. Uh, good uh, coverage by him. First and 10, Lexington at 25. Oh, you're good at play-by-play. -play. You want to do the second half? You want to switch roles? Sure. <laughs> Give me a break. That, that way John can chirp at you. First and ten from the 25-yard line. I'll just do what you do and ignore him. It's not like you pay attention to him. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> Here we go. Two back set. Hands it off to the back. That's Mason Green. Mason Green tries to turn the corner on the outside. Two Tigers are there to greet him for the stop. That could arguably be the most successful run by a Lexington running back all night. Yeah, that, and that was a great stop by the Tigers' defense. So on the stop for the Tigers was Nye Petty doing the dirty work again along with DeJon Corbin. It is a gain of one. Good hustle by the Tiger defense to guard the perimeter there. 11-15 and counting, third quarter. Lexington has the football. Here's the snap. Caudill back to pass. Goes deep. And a miscommunication overthrows his receiver, Fogel, by a mile yet again. That has been an issue tonight. Only once he's been able to hit with Fogel, and that was for a touchdown. But outside of that, Craig, 
I don't know what's going on because there was a little bit of pressure, but not much. Yeah. And tonight, just Caudill has really struggled to throw the ball consistently. I think what I think maybe what's happened is uh, uh, neither quarterback's been that successful. But I think as far as Caudill goes, is Mansfield got uh, the Tigers got so much pressure early. I think it's kind of given him happy feet, and he's just uh, rattled. Yeah. Just uh, he's in his head. Yeah. yeah it's throwing throwing it as hard and as far as he can. Third and nine. Is the call for Caudill. Here's the snap. Back to pass. Under pressure. Rolls to the near side. Tigers are there. And he throws it. And caught in the sidelines. Is that a catch? And they're going to give it to, is that Fogle? Yes, it is. Fogle, and that will be a first down to the 37-yard line. Boy, that was. What a diving catch by Braden Fogle. That was the longest rollout in the history of football rollouts. Holy mackerel. Well, the patience by Caudill to wait for his receiver, Fogle, to get open and make a toe tap right on the sideline. Yeah, absolutely. 10.59 to play third quarter. 28-10 is the Mansfield lead. Well, the Tigers got pressure and forced him to roll out, and like you said, he, he showed his patience there, was able to complete it for a first down, but, man. Here's the snap. Caudill, first and 10, throws right through the hands of the receiver, and that was Gage Powell. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Lexington coaches. I think we're seeing their adjustment. Uh, all the pass plays are going to be rollouts now, because uh, keeping Caudell back there in the pocket for just a straight drop back just was not working. There was just too much pressure by the Tigers. Second and ten from the thirty-eight yard line. Caudill out of the shotgun, three receivers on the far side, one on the near. Here's the snap, back to pass. He's going to run now, runs up the gut. Across, he's up across the 39, up to about the 40-yard line. Two-yard run, sets up third and eight from the 40. Again, the Tiger defense is really stiffing up on the against the run game tonight. Really glad to see that happening. There's a whole host of Tigers there making the stop. They didn't have much uh, running room there. Brings up a nice third and long. Gives this Tiger defense a chance to get some pressure here and maybe cause a turnover. Third and eight. Here's the snap. Caudill back to pass. He is under pressure. He's going to be sacked. All the way back around the 35-yard line. Symir Phillips. On the sack. Yeah, it looked like you had uh, Bradley shoot up there through the middle. Caudell had no choice but to try and uh, make some uh, make some space between him and uh, Mo Bradley, and he just ran right into the arms of Phillips, who just took him down. Caudell was a little slow getting up there because that was a hard takedown. And a big, big loss on third down and a sack by Samir Phillips. Forcing a punt, fourth and fifth, fourth and fourteen. Markel Martin, ball, and it's blocked punt, loose ball, and it's going to sail out of bounds. And Mo Bradley Jr. with an electric play ran right to the punter, and it literally just blocked it, and it went off the foot of Martin, and it fell out of bounds. And how about this field position, Craig? Oh, ex- wow! Excellent field position. Bradley just knifed in there. And I think he was so worried about getting a roughing the kicker penalty, he actually turned his body and he, like, hit it with his backhand 
as he turned his body because he was so close to the punter, and he basically spiked the ball out of bounds like he was playing volleyball or something. And now the Tigers are in the State Farm Red Zone, brought to you by Gary Fagan and his local insurance company. First and ten, first and goal from the seven-yard line. Stop and play. Which they want to reset the clock, maybe. Hey, stay out there. Hey, I want, I want F fly. So now the Tiger offense do crease after the block pump by Mo Bradley Jr. for just joining us. And now the officials grant a timeout for the Minutemen. 9.22 to play here in the third quarter. If you're just joining us, Mo Bradley Jr. just blocked the punt on fourth down of the Minutemen. And now the Tigers are set up with prime field position, Craig. First and goal from the seventh. Is there anything that kid can't do, man? I mean, leading tackler, sacks, interception, fumble recoveries. Now he's blocking punts. This kid's a this kid's an all star, man. I mean, there's no there's no no doubt in my mind that he's got to be uh, on a bunch of people's radars. I mean, it's obvious why he took that uh, took that visit up north last uh, last Saturday. Well, that was a key visit for him, and, you know, that would be a huge game for the Wolverines as well. That would be a big recruit. Thank you. Yeah, well, My I computer mean, was dying, so sorry. Ho ho hopefully. <laughs> I made you improvise. Hopefully, uh, ho hopefully he'll be down goal. in Columbus one of these days coming up. That would be nice. First and goal from the seven-yard line. Duke Reese is the quarterback. Petty's the back on his right hip. One receiver on the far side. One or two on the near, Dismuke in motion. Here's a snap, Duke throws, ball tipped, incomplete. Yeah, he had Amar on the slant. Amar beat his guy, but unfortunately it was tipped. That, that, that six points was there for the take and for the Tigers, and it just didn't happen because that tipped. So it's second down on around the seven-yard line. Let's see if they... Uh, Second and goal from the seven, yep. And we'll see what the offense can do here. Two receivers on the near side, one on the far. Petty's the back. Here's the snap. Duke Reese hands it off to Petty. He's at the 10, curls to the inside, inside of the five, and dives around, what, the three? So it's third and goal from inside of the five-yard line. Yeah, I like the call there. I think it might have actually caught Lexington a little, little off guard there. Gets him down to about the three-yard line. Third and goal, 8.50 and counting, third quarter. Mansfield up 28-10. to 10. Duke Reese out of the shotgun, Petty on his left hip. Here's the snap. And hands it off to Petty. Petty and Lexington blows it up. And he will not get in, not even close. Fourth and goal. Yeah, unfortunately there, I don't – Lexington was just all over that play and uh, – Unfortunately, Petty just had no chance. Looks like uh, the Tiger offense might stay out there. Might as well. You're up 18 here. Eight minutes to play in the third quarter. Yeah, I don't, I don't blame him. the ball to the six. Fourth and goal. And now the Tigers will line up. Duke Reese, seven on the play clock. Petty is the back. Fourth and goal. Amara motion, here's the snap. Duke back to pass, rolls to the inside, fires into the end zone, touchdown, Tiger, no! He dropped it, I thought he had it. Right through his hands, incomplete. 
Nate Dismuk wasn't able to haul it in. It would have been a diving catch for him regardless. Yeah, unfortunately oh. the ball was behind him, away from his momentum. Dismuk tried to stop to try and catch, uh, catch the ball. But, uh, you know, we talked at the beginning of the game, Nick, about, you know, as it gets later in the night how you get, get some moisture on that grass. And night, that might have been a, a result of that because it looked like his, he lost his feet out from underneath him and he just couldn't quite hang on to the ball. That's the one disadvantage of not playing on grass all year. You're correct. This is the one grass game for the Tigers this year. So Lexington will take over first and 10 from their own six-yard line. Now if you're the defense, Craig, it's time to dial up that pressure. Come after Caudill. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first and 10. Bot snap. Fumble. Safety. And he is going to be sacked out of the backfield. McGinty. Dalen McGinty forces the safety. The Tigers score two points. And I mentioned earlier, a couple of the guys I mentioned need to step up tonight have. Nate Dismuke has stepped mm. up, and now Dalen McGinty. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen some uh, – the Minutemen have some issues with uh, those long snaps, whether it be on punts or some of the shotgun snaps. Been a little off, and that one was. And uh, Tigers made them pay. Now they're going to get the ball right back. 7.44 to play third quarter. Mansfield scores two points off the Dalen McGinty uh, Ford – Safety, 30 to 10 is the score, and as the fourth safety of the season, third, third. safety of the season for the Tigers. Man, that's kind of, that's a very cool stat because, I mean, there's there's times where you'll go years without getting safeties. That's why we call John the Wizard of Stats. Whoops. So did that uh, safety count as being in the uh, State Farm red zone since it was no, the defense? No, score? it doesn't, no. <laughs> Offense has to be in it. Oh. I like the way that uh, I'm sure Mr. Fagan would love your uh, your enthusiasm, though. But, yeah, he did not get to the State Farm Red Zone that time. I'm sure that's not the final visit, though. No. I have a hunch it won't be. Will Perkins will kick off from the 20-yard line. Last time we saw a safety kick, I believe that was when Amar took it back to the house. Correct, John? 71-yarder, was it? You're such a buzzkill. Here comes the kick. The Tigers trying to pick it up, and no, they're going to let it roll out of bounds around the 49-yard line. So the officials will gather and talk about this. So first and 10 for the Tigers upcoming off the free kick that rolled out of bounds. So no flag as the ball was touched before it went out of bounds. But they'll spot it in Lexington territory, Craig, at the 49. Yeah, again, very good field position by uh, Mansfield Sr. Um, we got we to see this offense make them pay this time. Uh, you're, up, you're, up, you're up by uh, 20 here. About seven and a half left to go in the third quarter. I, I say you, you keep your foot on the gas. Let's get, let's get six more for if you're the Tigers. First and 10 for Duke Reese in the offense. Back on his left hip, I believe, is Zion. Jermaine Bradley in motion from left to right. Two receivers on the far side. Here's the snap. Hands it off to Zion. Zion with a little counter run, and he is going to lose a yard back to – actually two yards back to the 49 of Mansfield Senior. No room to run. No. Lexington did a good job there uh, 
stuffing the, the blockers for the, the Tigers on the offensive line. He just left him nowhere to run. Petty checks into the game. We have yet to see him grab a target yet. So two receivers on the near side, one on the far. Zion Brown is the back, second and 12 from the 49-yard line of Mansfield. Here's the snap. Duke Reese throws. Caught on the far side. I believe that's Petty. 45-yard line inside of the 45, down to about the 41. Yeah, I feel like every time I call a kid's number tonight and I say yeah. say something, <laughs> something big happens. Tigers going hurry up here. Third and short, off the ten yard reception by Nye Petty. Duke Reese lines up quick. Here's the snap. Third and two, hands it off to Zion. Tries to turn the corner, and Lexington, the quarterback Joe Caudill on defense, steps up, makes a huge stop, and he's gonna move him back, all the way back to about the forty. Three-yard line. That was a great play by Caudill there. Uh, just kind of knifed through the defense, made a shoestring tackle. It's hard. It's hard telling. Uh, it's hard telling what would have happened if he wouldn't have made that tackle. So, if you're Lex, you're saying great play. If you're Mansfield, you're kind of like, man, he got lucky. Here's the snap off the punt. The bolt just gets it off. Penalty marker is down. The bolt got nailed as he kicked the ball. And uh, DeBolt signaling his first down. If that's roughing the kicker, that is first down. I don't know how it couldn't be. It will be. So this I mean, could be a huge setback for the Minutemen here. And they do rough the kicker, and it is a gift wrap first down for the Tigers. Yeah, I don't know what that kid was thinking because DeBolt was clean through his kicking motion, and the defender come in there and took like three steps and then just blasted him. I mean, the ball was way gone by that point. 5.49 to play here in the third quarter. The Mansfield lead is 30-10 to 10 over Lexington. Well, you, you finally have uh, the Minutemen making a big, crucial mental mistake. If you're the Tigers, you got to capitalize here. You can't have uh, two, uh, two gifts handed to you on a silver platter and not capitalize. First and 10 off the roughing the kicker call for Ducrease. Ball spotted at the 28. Here's the snap. Throws near side and complete. As the defender and the receiver collided. Incidental contact incomplete. Trying to see who that target was. Was that Amar that they were trying yeah, to throw to or was it Jermaine? I can't see. It was uh, Amar, but you had both uh, Dismuke and Amar in the kind of the same area, and they both – Dismuke was short, Amar was a little long, and they both went for the ball, so I'm not sure who it was supposed to go to there. Amar looking for his first catch still. Second and 10 on the 28-yard line. Duke Reese, here's the snap, and keeps the ball. Bounces off one tackler, little stutter step, dives inside of the 30, and he's going to not get too much on that play. Actually, they're going to call it a loss of one. They move the chain back one yard. So back to the 29, third and 11 is the call. That was an RPO that uh, Lexton just defended beautifully. And uh, unfortunately, Duke, with all his uh, jump cuts and everything, just couldn't, just had nowhere to run. Third and 11, five minutes to play third quarter. Duke Reese out of the shotgun, Zion Brown on his left hip. Two receivers on the near side, one on the far. Here's the snap, back to pass, throws. Deep, and it's tipped and incomplete. Amar Davis could not haul in the touchdown right off of his fingertips. 
Amar was wide open, and Duke just overthrew him. He was a little high and overthrown, yep. And, yeah, unfortunately, Amar's not six foot taller. That's a touchdown. <laughs> that's Fogel, that's a touchdown. Yeah, I, uh, that's just very unfortunate because the, the play was run beautifully by Amar. He beat his defender. He was wide open. So now Quentin DeBolt will attempt a field goal. A 46-yarder, which would be a career-long. believe his career-long is, what, 32, something like that? So Quinn DeBolt on to attempt a 46-yarder. McGinty to hold, snap the hold. The kick is low, and he did not get it, just left. But a valiant effort, and Mansfield will turn it over on downs. First and 10 minute men, and they'll spot it at the Mansfield 29-yard line. Yeah, that is definitely not the... Oh, 20, I'm sorry, I forgot. Unfortunately for Mansfield Senior, they didn't uh, didn't turn out the way they wanted it to. Uh, Did we get corrected last week at all? And, uh, you know, they, they had a perfect scoring opportunity there twice, and they couldn't capitalize on it. Unfortunately, you had a couple missed uh, throws by Duke Reese there. Hopefully this Tiger defense doesn't start to get wore down by being out on the field. First and 10 for the Minutemen from their, well, the scoreboard still says the 29, but it is spotted at the 20. Here's the snap. Back to pass under pressure. Goes deep, middle of the field. Chucks it up, 50-50 ball. Fogel catches it. And I think that was Amar with the touchdown saving tackle. In just into Mansfield territory. I think they're going to down him right at the 45. What a catch by Fogel. How they – oh, my God. They'll call holding being able to look through 20 guys, but they won't call holding three feet in front of their face on, on, on Phillips. Unbelievable. That is going to be the fourth catch for 118 yards for Braden Fogel tonight. Wow. Ball spotted at the Mansfield 45-yard line. Minutemen have the ball. Down 30-10, to 10, 4.35 to play in the third quarter. I'm half blind and have glasses that are 10 years old, and I saw that. How First could he not 10, see that? First back to pass. Caudill throws far sideline, and again, Caudill too high overthrows his receiver. It was intended for number one, Keegan West, the sophomore for Coach Andrew Saris. I don't know who's got that orange towel for Mansfield Senior, but I wish they'd get rid of it because it keeps falling out, and I keep thinking it's a flag. <laughs> I think that's a mar. <laughs> He did. <laughs> he just chucked it to the coaches. Good. <laughs> I think he heard you. 45-yard line, second and 10. Anyways, that big pass after I got done stewing about that non-holding penalty there. Uh, One just second, another. second and 10 as they're getting ready to snap it here. Caudill, Martin is the back. He'll keep it. 45, and the Tigers sniff it out. Maybe a yard down to the 44-yard line. Mo Bradley. Bradley on the stop yeah. for the Tigers. But anyways, that previous pass, that was just a jump ball. Caught L through that on a, you know, a wing and a prayer, and Fogle jumped up there and got it. Mo Bradley had 11 tackles last week. He already has 10 here, and we're not even to the fourth quarter. Well, I said it earlier. He's a star, man. Absolute That's star. That's the reason why the Wolverines are interested. Third and nine from the 44. Caught L out of the shotgun. Markel Martin. On his hip, here's the snap, back to pass under pressure, throws in the middle of the field, and it's going to be caught inside of the 40-yard line. He will not have 
the first down. Gage Powell on the reception. Oh, I'm sure the Minutemen are going to go for it here. Seven yards on the reception to Powell. Fourth and two from the 37-yard line. And Lexington will go for it here. Can the Tigers get a stop as we approach the three-minute mark of the third quarter? 30-10, to 10, the Mansfield lead. Hard count from Caudill. No bite so far. Looks back at the coaching staff. Eight on the play clock. Here's the snap. Hands it off to Martin. Martin up the middle. He's going to be brought down, and he did not get it. Mo Bradley on the stop for the Tigers along with Carter Kessler. Big defensive stand for the Tigers. Yeah, absolutely. They they uh they followed the, the running back there, and there was just no place for him to go. I'm starting to feel bad for that kid because the longest run of the night's been a, like a yard. I mean, <laughs> Tigers' defense has been all over him tonight, actually all over the Lexington running game in general. Uh, very impressed with that defensive uh, run defense by uh, Mansfield Sr. tonight. Now if you're the Tigers' offense, you can't – you got to score here. Uh, I know you're up by 20, but you had two golden opportunities that you just wasted – a little bit ago. You just got to get down there and get some points here. Duke needs this for his confidence as well. Two receivers on the near side, one on the far. The back is on the left side of Duke Reese. First and 10 from the 37-yard line. Here's the snap. Duke throws far side, and it is caught across the 40 to about the 43-yard line. Nye Petty on the reception. I like seeing a little Nye Petty action there yeah. in the third quarter, Craig. Well, you got, you got the Lexington defenders playing – almost 10 yards off the receivers. I mean, those short passes are going to be there all night if that's what they're going to do. The junior comes up with the grab. Six yards on the gain. Second and four from the 44-yard line. Duke Reese out of the gun. Here's the snap. Hands it off to Petty. Petty tries to go up the middle and gets about a yard up to about the 44-yard line. So not much room to run there, Craig. Yeah, the... Uh, uh, I think what, what has happened is Lexington has decided that uh, Duke Reese isn't going to be able to complete that many passes, so they're really committing to stopping the run there. They're actually going one-on-one -on -one across the board on these uh, receivers now. I wonder if we'll see a little more motion then to try to get Lamar the ball. A little jet sweep action maybe. Eventually they're going to hit on a slant round. It's just a matter of time. Third and four. Duke Reese out of the gun. Here's the snap. Fake handoff throws. Going deep near sideline. Has his man and overthrows him. Incomplete. It was Nate Dismuke. And Duke Reese could not hit the throw. And it's going to be fourth and four from the Mansfield 44-yard line. Yeah, I can't. I, I, I'm, I'm stunned here because Dismuke had him beat again. And he, and he missed another wide open guy. And, you, you know, like I said, you had one-on-one. -on -one, you had Amar on the other side wide open. Uh, I mean, I don't know. You know, if Lexington wants to sell out to stop the run, you got to start hitting these passes because, you know, they're just going to keep creeping up and choking down your run. Well, now the Tiger defense trots back onto the field. It's been one of those nights where back and forth, back and forth. 139 to play here. And they fake. And it was a fake. And I don't know if they got it. It's close. Oh, Sorry, it's close. it threw me off. And I think they might have gotten it. It's awful close. I'm right here at the stick, man. And you got one ref who's on one side of the stick, one ref who's on the other side of the stick. And, and they're, they're going to give him the first. first down. Threw me off. 
And I believe that was that Petty that kept the ball? Who was I that, did. John? Oh, Lexington just it got a penalty. Petty. They just threw a flag on the Lexington coaches. So Saris was on the field screaming at the officials, and they just threw a flag here. And it is oh, sideline warning. Eh. Yep, so sideline warning. So how about this? Throwing everyone off, Jameer Petty gets the snap, runs for the first down right at the 46. Moves the chains, first and 10, Mansfield Senior. I what love, a gamble by the coaching staff, and I love the play. Yeah, call. I was going to say, I absolutely love the play call. It was only a yard, and, uh, you know, uh, give your offense. Because, you know, you've been a hair off, so everything's there for you. You just got to complete it. So, you know, just give your guys more opportunities. Lexington running a guy on the field real late. First and 10. From the 46, here's the snap. Hands it off to Zion. Zion tries to turn the corner on the far side of the field. He gets a couple of yards up to about the 49 unless they do the Cupid shuffle again. So two-yard run for Tank Petty. My guy's running on the field again. Keep throwing him the ball. So here we go. Under a minute to play, third quarter, 30-10 to 10 is the Mansfield lead. Man, you got one-on-one -on -one again. Here's the snap. And this time he'll throw it, middle of the field. It's caught inside of the 40-yard line for a first down. Nate Dismuke on the reception. Yeah, hopefully hopefully this starts to build some momentum because, man, they've, they've missed so many passes where they've just been a hair off and the guys have been wide open. Uh, that's why I'm stunned that they're going, you know, basically one-on-one -on -one across the board and they're giving them such cushion. First and ten from the Lexington 38-yard line off the Nate Dismuke reception. Tigers with good field position now. Here's the snap. Duke back to pass. Rolls to the inside under pressure, and he chucks it up out of bounds. Throws it away. Second and ten upcoming. Eleven seconds to play here in the third quarter. Yeah, there was some early pressure there, and uh, Duke had to kind of roll out to give himself some time and just decided that uh, the defender was closing in too fast and just, like you said, chucked it out of bounds. Lived to fight another day. So the Tigers here trying to get the pass game going, and eventually the question is when will they hit Omar Davis on a big pass play? You know it's coming. Here's the snap. Duke throws it. Tipped in the air and almost intercepted. Falls to the ground incomplete. Seven seconds left. Third and ten upcoming. Boy, that was an absolute laser. Well, one of the Lexington Miniman linemen got their hands on that one, and the ball just popped up into the air. I think it, the target was going towards Amar. What do we got? Seven seconds left. So one more play you would think, right? Unless I would think so, unless it's yeah. a quick, uh, incomplete pass. It's already 9.15. Slow game tonight. Here's the snap. Duke throws over to the middle, incomplete. Through the hands of Nate Disney. Three seconds left, fourth and ten from the Lexington 38-yard line. Yeah, unfortunately, that just didn't. Didn't didn't work out. Need to go back to get uh, to those old Raider teams and start covering yourself in the stick'em. I was thinking that too, the stick'em. 
the 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 way this this is going right here because man oh man like it, it's there almost every play they just haven't connected. Here's the DeBolt punt, and this time Lexington wisely backs off. Ball fumble, picked up by the Tigers. He runs into the end zone for a T-Y Tiger touchdown. So it was muffed, I'm sorry, so apologies. He ran into the end zone, but off the muff. Where are they going to spot this, though? Oh, my, what a play. So Corbin. Corbin yeah. got that? So Corbin was on on that one. Yeah. Wow. So that's going to end the third quarter. We're going to collect our thoughts and straighten everything out. We'll come right back. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. This is Nick Michaels reminding you to tune in next Friday night, September 29th at 6.30 p.m. as the T.Y. Tigers will be back at Arlen Field and its homecoming as the Ashland Arrows and Coach Scott Valentine come to town. Should be a great matchup. Once again, pregame show with Coach Bradley starts at 6.30 p.m. on your radio home for Tiger football. GoTigers.com. Would you like to be a crucial part of Mansfield Tiger sports and help our Tiger athletes and students? Then join the Tiger Booster Club. Opportunities are available for our Tiger community to assist the Booster Club with Tiger Bingo on Sundays and Tuesdays at the Baco Grotto Hall and to work all concession venues and special events when needed. Our mission is to provide sports teams and students with much-needed funds for uniforms, travel, camps, pregame meals, and much more. To join, call Stan Gilbert, President, at 419-631-0792. This is quarterback Duke Reese, and you're listening to the radio home of Tiger football on GoTigers.com. All right, welcome back here, ladies and gentlemen. So a lot of confusion, and while you're away, what happened was there was a penalty on Mansfield Sr., so the muff did not count, no touchdowns. But literally, as I was just coming back onto the air, I'm trying to see who recovered that. 53, Carmelo. So Carmelo, who had the muff punt uh, coverage again earlier, Craig, he back-to-back plays. Carmelo recovers the fumble off the muff uh, punt return. I'm so confused, so I'm going to let you talk here for a minute. Well, uh, we, never did catch what the pen- we never did catch what the penalty was uh, because, you know, there was all that confusion at halftime, and then as soon as they called the penalty, you know, the Mansfield senior side exploded and boosted, so I couldn't hear what the – referee said but you know they made him uh re-kick it and lo and behold it's another muff uh (laughs) man mansfield senior recovers the ball and now it's technically going to be the start of the fourth quarter so now we're at the end of the third quarter mansfield 30 lexington 10 as chokey bradley trying to fire the crowd up he's excited pacing the sidelines and the Tiger football team. There's Carmelo Smith. He's celebrating down on the sideline as they're posing for pictures. That's pretty cool, the chain there. He's, yeah. He's got the bling going. Big play for Carmelo Smith, his biggest of the season. I mean, if you're if you're if you're Lexington, that's that's kind of almost got to be a almost a backbreaker to sit there and have that muff. You lose it, then you find well, out there's a penalty, and you're like, okay, we've got a, you know a second life here. You turn around, you muff it again, you give Mansfield Senior great field position. Uh, if you're the Tigers, you've got to score this time. These guys have got to connect on some of these plays. Now the Tigers have just entered the State Farm red zone off the uh, muff punt, brought to you by Gary Fagan. 
So from the 17-yard line, first and 10 for Duke Reese. Petty's the back. Amar Davis in motion, and Duke's going to run with it. Tries to turn the corner inside of the 20 and dives around the 15-yard line. Very short gain on first down. Yeah, I like the design of the play and everything. It was just a great play by the Lexington defense by Caudell over there. He stayed home, eyed the quarterback, and was able to uh, chase Duke down. You know, you just you three just, yard run, second and seven, down to about the 18. You're just hoping, you know, as a Tigers fan and as the coaches, that, 14, uh, excuse me. You know, you hit one of these passes or something. You've been so close so many times. I mean, the plays have been there. It's just the execution. Second and seven. Duke Reese looks back at the sideline. Five on the play clock. Petty's the back. Here's the snap. Duke throws into the end zone. Incomplete. He's just trying to hit his intended receiver. So it was intended for Amar Davis. And again, it was a little low, and he couldn't quite haul it in. So it's going to be third and seven from the 14-yard line. Yeah, this is this is kind of kind of mind blowing that the they've you know they've been off just a tiny bit so many times tonight. 11 minutes to play, 30 to 10, the Mansfield lead. Here's the snap. Duke throws this time into the end zone, and Jayante scores. Touchdown Tigers! And a spark there. A 14-yard touchdown pass from Duke Reese to Jayante O'Brien. And number seven is on the board for the Tigers. 36 to 10 is the Tiger lead. When Duke Reese hit that touchdown pass, I was watching him, and he just looked up at the sky and just saw him sigh like, oh, finally. Like it just finally happened for him. Uh, finally, the Tigers get into the end zone. Really, uh, the way their defense is playing, this is really putting the screws to Lexington. Having to make this try, try and make this big comeback here in the fourth quarter. The snap, the hold, the kick is up, is good on the PAT with 11:03 to play in the ball game. Mansfield Senior 37, Lexington 10. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Need to get the power flowing in your home or business? BP Electric can do it all. Using only the best qualified electricians in Ohio, BP Electric can take care of a full range of services, including light fixtures, EV chargers, outlets and switches, whole home surge protectors, and so much more. Headquartered in Lexington, BP Electric is a local company with resources to serve the entire state. For all of your electrical needs, check them out online at bpelectricofoh.com. This is Coach Bradley, and you're listening to Tiger Football on VSBNRadio.com. Go Tigers! This is Nick Michaels reminding you to tune in next Friday night, September 29th at 6.30 p.m. as the T.Y. Tigers will be back at Arlen Field and its homecoming as the Ashland Arrows and Coach Scott Valentine come to town. Should be a great matchup. Once again, pregame show with Coach Bradley starts at 6.30 p.m. on your radio home for Tiger Football GoTigers.com. First place on the line for the TY Tigers. Can they close out the Lexington Minutemen? 11:03 to play in the ballgame. 37 to 10 is the Mansfield score. Is the Mansfield lead? Excuse me. Is Quentin DeBolt is on to kick things off? Nick Michaels, Craig Jackson off the touchdown reception by Jayante O'Brien. As Q kicks it deep, a beauty. Whew. That one goes inside of the five, and I think that's Fogel to return it. 
He kind of stops her on the 12, regains his speed around the 20-yard line and dives around the 24, first and 10 Lexington. What a kick by Q. Yeah, that was a beautiful kick. Pretty good return by Fogel, some nice blocking out there, but uh, the Tigers did end up converging and uh, taking him down around the 20-yard line, 23. So first and 10, Lexington, and at this point, you're down 27 in the fourth quarter. If you're the offense here, you, you just have to – I think they're going to start to really push down the field, especially with Fogel. Yeah, I mean, that's been their only offense tonight, really. It's just been the two jump balls to Fogel. Uh, Lexington lining up here, four wide, three on the near side, one on the far pre-snap penalty. And I think the official is pointing at Mansfield. It will be encroachment on the Tigers. So that moves the ball up to the 28-yard line. First and five upcoming. First and five, screen pass to Fogel, 30, has room to run on the near side, turns the corner, still on his feet, spinning past tacklers. Tigers are having a tough time trying to bring him down, Craig, all the way across the 45 to about the 47-yard line. Well, 19 yards on the game. He's a big kid. I mean, he's 6'4", I, I believe 215, 220, something like that. There's a reason why every basketball program in the nation right now wants a piece of Braden Fogle. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so it's, athletic. Yeah, it's pretty obvious. Um, you know, if you're Mansfield Senior, you just got to realize that he's probably going to be their number one go-to here. First and 10 for Coddell in the offense. 10.43 to play in the ballgame. Here's the snap. Rolls to the outside. Little dump off to the far side around midfield. About a four-yard gain down to Mansfield's 49-yard line. I mean, at this point, I mean, if you're Mansfield senior, you'll, you'll take a four-yard gain, stays in bounds, keeps the clock running. Well, you're three points away from the running clock. If you can get a stop here and get the ball back and score. But ball at the 49-yard line. They need a stop. Second and six from the 49. Lexington looks a little discombobulated on offense Miniman here. Miniman showing three receivers on the near side, one on the far. Back behind the quarterback, Caudill. Here's a snap back to pass under pressure. Throws it, diving and incomplete. The receiver dove around the 48-yard line, incomplete. Third down. What? It was intended for Gage Powell. The ref just now threw a flag oh, around boy. the 48-yard line. And when he did, I just saw a couple of Mansfield. No, of course it's unsportsmanlike conduct against the Tigers. Yeah, I, as soon as he threw the flag, I saw a couple uh, Tiger defenders shake their head. I don't uh, – it had to be something somebody said because there was nobody touching each other. You know, they were heading back to their huddle at that point. That was a really late flag. That is definitely not something you want to do if you're the Tigers. Official drops the ball just inside of the 35 at the 34-yard line. First and 10 – Lexington. Now Markel Martin. Is, Markel Martin is the back. Here's the snap. Back to pass. Throws towards the outside. It's caught by number 19 for Lexington inside of the 30-yard line. 
and the catch is Carter Wilson, the senior. Tigers got a huge, huge break there. There was a breakdown in the defense, and there was nobody out there on Fogel. He was in the slot, and I think he got lost in the, lost in the shuffle, and there was nobody out there on him. The coaches were screaming. Nine forty-five, and counting in the fourth quarter, thirty-seven to ten. Here's the snap. Throws up and incomplete. And Fogel was intended receiver, and another miscommunication. And one of the Tigers falling down in coverage. No flag on the play. Wow, I, I was going to say I don't think he fell. He was kind of. According was, to the official, he fell. He was kind of pie face down to the ground. Well, the official must have thought he just fell. Yeah, you said the officials dropped the ball on the other side of the line. I think they've dropped the ball several times tonight. Usually I'm the one that criticizes the refs. I know. That's what I'm saying. Then you know they're bad if I'm doing it. 25-yard line, third and one. Here's the snap. Quarterback keep has the first down inside of the 25 to about the 23-yard line. Stops the clock momentarily. Lexington only has two timeouts remaining. 9.26 and counting in the ballgame. Well, I guess, uh, you know, if you're the Tigers, you got to make them learn every inch, and that's what they're doing, making them chew up that clock. But you don't, you don't want to see them get any, any points on the board here. First and 10 from the 23. It's caught it all out of the shotgun. Green is the back behind him. Here's the snap going deep, far side. Lofts it up, and it is intercepted in the end zone. Jayontae O'Brien, the no-fly zone, is in existence. So Jayontae O'Brien with a pick, and that is a game-changer, Craig. Under nine minutes to play in the ball game. Now Mansfield Sr. has the ball, up 27. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, as soon as the ball was snapped, you knew it was going out there towards Fogel, so it was going to be up to Giante to make the play. He read the ball perfectly, and uh, uh, Fogel actually turned into a defender there trying to knock the ball away, but, uh, you know, great reception there. Giante O'Brien tonight has five total tackles and interception. Simeon Phillips has two and a half sacks, if you're looking at defensive stats. And uh, Mo Bradley, the second, has 13, leading the team. 13, wow. A quiet 13. So first and 10 for Duke Reese. Uh, bobbled the ball, picks it back up, and he just kind of dives to the ground. So they spotted it at the 20, and then he's going to lose yardage back to about, what, the 18? Second and 12 from the 18, I believe. Yeah, it the scoreboard was, says 19, but it looks like more of the 18. I, I can't see. Yeah, unfortunately, Duke tried to do a fake handoff and, and pitch it out here, but uh, the running back clipped his arm and he dropped the ball. Here's the snap, second 11, hands it off to the running back, runs up across the 20 and maybe to the 21, if that. So Zion Brown on the carry on the three-yard run. Third and nine from the, what, 21-yard line. That scoreboard keeps throwing me off. They've been off all night. Well, 
Third and nine, under eight minutes to play. 37 to 10 is the Mansfield lead. Here's the snap. Duke Reese, screen, near side. There's Amar. He has it, and he is close. I don't know if he got it, but he's across the 25, up to about the 26. He might be just short. What, a couple of yards? 27. So it is fourth and short, and Quentin DeBolt will run onto the field to punt, and so far no one is back deep for the Minutemen. I notice they do that a lot. That's kind of odd, isn't it, not to send anyone back? Yeah. Here's the snap, fourth and four. And it's a high, beautiful kick. Hope we get a roll here. 30. And backwards roll. Nye Petty's going to down it around the 27-yard line. That was an absolutely beautiful punt. Another spectacular punt by Quinton DeBolt. A 46-yarder, and this is also a game where he had a 52-yarder, I believe, earlier in this one as well. So he's had... He's averaging almost 36 39. 39. 39 yards a punt tonight. He has punted the ball five times. Kid has a great leg, that's for sure. Yeah, he does. He's a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I was kind of confused there because Lexington didn't have anybody back, but they weren't up like they were playing the block, and they weren't even up like they were really playing defense. I'm not. 6.46 to play here in the ball game. Lexington has the football off the Mansfield punt. From the 27-yard line of Lexington, Miniman, first and 10 for Caudill. Here's the snap. He's under pressure. He's going to be sacked by Mo Bradley the second. I mean, Mo the D1 prospect was all over the quarterback. Mo was shot out of a cannon there. He he almost got there faster than the than the ball did. It was amazing. Reminiscent of the Troy Palomalu days, wasn't that? I mean, he was just right up at the line of scrimmage as soon as the ball was snapped. Yeah, like uh, Caudell had no chance. That ball was there, and as soon as the ball was there, Bradley was there. A nine-yard loss back to the 19-yard line. So big sack for Mo the second as he continues to pad his stats. His first of the evening. Caudill's going to hand it off to Martin. Martin on the far side tries to turn the corner. He does a little bit, maybe gets back to the 20. I don't think he even got there. I think they're going to spot her on the 19. So no gain. Kind of wonder if this is uh, Lexington. Uh, wonder if this is Lexington kind of throwing in the throwing in the towel here. Got uh, they're not not in any hurry. They're running. Well, you're you down know. 27. It's under six minutes to play. You know, reality s- sticks in and s- six and I can't talk, but. Yeah, I, I kind of wonder if that sack by by Mo Bradley was what was what did it. After the game, stay tuned for final stats. We'll have scores from around the area and other games, and we'll have a short preview of Ashland upcoming. We'll also have our player of the game. Pretty balanced tonight for that award. Usually we know who's going to win it. Here's the snap. Cardell back to pass on third and 19, and he's going to run with it. Spins around the 25. He's still on his feet to the 30. He will not have the first down. He gets across the 30 up to the 31. He avoided the sack there, Craig, and he used his feet on the quarterback draw. Yeah, he had to. The pressure from the Tigers was just too much, so he took off. 
um, used his used some power to get out of and spin out of the one tackle to gain some more yardage, but it still brings up a long fourth down. Looks like their uh, Minutemen are going to go ahead and punt the ball away. So Lexington retreating here is Markell high snap. Just gets the punt off. Dismuke back deep. 30-yard line, lets it roll. A Lexington roll inside of the 20 to about the 19-yard line. First and 10, Mansfield with 4.32 to play in the ballgame. That was a really good punt. Really good punt there. Uh, and that was even before the roll, and then they got that nice roll. Does set up senior deep in their own territory, but they're leading 37-10 to 10 with four and a half to go. Let's see how much clock they could chew up here, especially since uh, the Minutemen have been selling out to try and stop the run. How's that working for them? Well, 165 yards on the ground tonight for the Tigers. Not too shabby. Yeah. Which is funny because, you know, the last couple of games it's been a role reversal. It's been in the second half. 4.32 to play in the ball game. 37-10 the Mansfield lead. Ducrease, here's a snap, hands it off to Tank Petty. Tank will run it up across the 20 to about the 21. Short gain. Green on the stop for the Minutemen. A two-yard run for Tank Petty. Most importantly, the clock continues to run here. Tank Petty has eight carries for 50 yards tonight. Duke Reese leads... The way in rushing, though, 10 carries, 83 yards, and a couple of touchdowns rushing. Decrease. Under four minutes now as that clock continues to tick. Second and eight from the 21. Here's the snap. Duke hands it off to Petty, and Petty runs up the gut and, he runs up the gut and is blown up by the Minutemen. <laughs> So it looks like they're going to push him back to the original line of scrimmage, Craig. Yeah, he just kind of ran into a purple wall there. Didn't, didn't stand much chance there. But as I said earlier, the clock continues to run. That's the most important thing. Let's uh, milk this thing and uh, get out of here with the W. Love the fact that Duke hiked the, had the, called for the snap with three seconds left on the play clock last time. Third and ten. From the 19, here's the snap. Duke throws the screen to the near side. Amar Davis on the reception, and he runs out of bounds across the 23-yard line. Four-yard gain, and will bring up fourth down, fourth and about six for the Tigers with 3.01 to play in the ballgame. Yeah, unfortunately, Amar went out of bounds there which does stop the clock, but. Stay tuned for the postgame show. Coming up here, 301 to play. High snap, the bolt gets the kickoff, and again, another great punt. And a tiger roll, 40, 30, 25, and falls dead around the 21-yard line. The one time Lexington. Another masterpiece by Quentin yeah. Bolt. The one time Lexington actually had a guy back there in standard punt formation. 56 <laughs> yards on the punt for Quentin DeBolt. And that's his six. He's averaging now 42 yards a kick tonight, punting the football. 
for the Tigers. Yeah, the one time they actually have a standard punt formation with a guy back there to return, and he lets it go. <laughs> wow. 2.50 to play in the ballgame off the change of possession. Lexington will take over first and 10 from their own 21-yard line. Well, that, next week, the Tigers will return home as the Ashland Arrows are in town, and it's our homecoming. Can't wait for that one. Scott Valentine back at Arlen Field. First and 10 for Caudill on the offense. They're going to show four wide here, three on the top, one on the bottom. Here's the snap. Caudill back to pass. Throws far side of the field. It's caught for a short gain and brought down to Braden Fogle. Yeah, Fogle caught the ball, but he was not going anywhere. Jayontae O'Brien was there to bring him down immediately. He did gain six yards, but a nice tackle by Jay. Jay's had a good night tonight. He has a touchdown on offense, a reception, and then he also has a interception, Craig, in the end zone earlier. So Here we go. 2.15 to play in the ball game. Second and five from the 26. Caudill back to pass under pressure. Gets it away quick. Screen pass, Carter Wilson made a man miss. 30-yard line, has the first down and more. It's getting chippy out there as Fogle and Amar Davis are going at it. So it's a five-yard gain at the 32. First and 10, Lexington. I'm seeing some uh, new faces roll in on defense there for the Tigers. Under two minutes to play, 145 to be exact and counting. 37 to 10 is the Mansfield lead. Four wide, three receivers on the far side, one on the near. Here's the snap, Caudill back to pass, first and 10. Throws over the middle, it's caught. A receiver has it to the 40, 45. That's Braden Fogle once again up to the 45-yard line, and Craig, it's another Lexington first down. Yeah. This is what we call in football garbage time. Yeah. Yeah, the Tigers were playing playing off there, and he just settled down short, kind of in the, like the soft zone, and, and it was there for him. He took it, got some extra yardage, but the most important thing is the clock keeps running as we get to 60 seconds left in the game. One minute to play and counting. First and 10 from the 46-yard line. Here's the snap. Caudill back to pass under pressure. He's running for his life. Tries to turn the corner on the near side. Now at the last second, throws it away. I don't know who that was on the Tiger sideline, but that was a nice catch. <laughs> it is second and 10 from the 46. 45 seconds to play as we're just trying to run the clock out here and get out of here with the win. As the Tigers will improve to 4-2, and 3-0 and in the OCC. And, John, when was the last time the Tigers were alone in first place? Was that 2017? Woo, I might have stumped the wizard tonight. I try my best. Three receivers on the near side, second and ten. One on the far, here's the snap. Caudill back to pass, throws near side. Almost picked, it was tipped, and it was still caught by the receiver. That's uh, Gage Powell. Wow, the Tigers almost had a pick six there. Yeah, they did. Just off the fingertips and right into the arms of the receiver for Lexington. Pickup of eight, third and two upcoming. 
Ball at the 46-yard line of Mansfield. 14 seconds, 13, and this might be the last play of the ball game if they even snap it, and they actually don't even have to. Here's the snap. Caudill back to pass. Third down. Under pressure. He's going deep. He's going towards the end zone. Chucks it up. 50-50 ball. And Fogle catches it inside of the five-yard line. But guess what, folks? The clock runs out, and the T.Y. Tigers are all alone in first place in the OCC. Final score of tonight's game, Mansell Senior 37. Your T.Y. Tigers, Mansell Senior 37, Lexington 10. Your T.Y. Tigers with the win. You're listening to Tiger Football on GoTigers.com. Locally owned and operated, the life support team is North Central Ohio's premier medical service providing emergency, non-emergency, and standby medical coverage 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Their paramedics and EMTs provide the highest quality care in your time of need. If you need medical transportation, call the Life Support Team, 419-522-2020. If you want to become a member of the Life Support Team, give them a call, 419-522-2020. Would you like to be a crucial part of Mansfield Tiger Sports and help our Tiger athletes and students? Then join the Tiger Booster Club. Opportunities are available for our Tiger community to assist the Booster Club with Tiger Bingo on Sundays and Tuesdays at the Baco Grotto Hall and to work all concession venues and special events when needed. Our mission is to provide sports teams and students with much-needed funds for uniforms, travel, camps, pregame meals, and much more. To join, call Stan Gilbert, President, at 419-631-0792. BP Electric of Ohio doesn't supply electricity, but they do keep the power flowing to meet the needs of your family and business. Using only qualified electricians, BP Electric of Ohio has been serving the entire state since 2003. Their service department offers a full range of residential electrical maintenance services, including panel changes, fixture replacement, outlet repair, exterior services, and more. BP Electric of Ohio is located in downtown Lexington and online at bpelectricofoh.com. Proud to be the presenting sponsor on VSBN Radio. Want a chance to win $4,800? Then come to Firefighter Bingo on 4th Street in Mansfield and play their most popular game, the horse race. Doors open at 4 p.m. with early bird games starting at 6.30 p.m. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday located inside of the Mansfield Fire Museum. They offer a full concession stand you must be 18 or older to play. That's Firefighter Bingo at 1265 West 4th Street in Mansfield. This is Coach Bradley, and you're listening to Tiger Football on VSBNRadio.com. Go Tigers. Yes, indeed, go Tigers, as your T.Y. Tigers, Craig, are in first place all alone. Final score of tonight's game, 37-10, to 10, Mansfield for the win. And it was a great game. Yeah, absolutely. This is a huge win for the Tigers, and they can finally say they're in first place in the conference. Uh, little little start and go, kind of jumpy, clunky sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it started out in the first quarter at, during one of the timeouts, as I said earlier. I mean, you kind of looked at each other because it was 14 nothing. After just a couple minutes, we were just kind of like, uh-oh. You know, this, this, could, this could be one of those games that might get a little boring, but credit to Lex, they never stopped playing. Uh, but the Tigers kept making the plays when they needed to. They got a huge win. Uh, this is one of those wins, though, that it, you don't like as a coach, but you do because there's a plenty of stuff on film that Coach Bradley can get on these kids about and can coach them up for next week. It, it definitely wasn't a perfect game, but uh, <clears throat> Tigers did show that they were definitely 
through the first three weeks, they're definitely the class of the conference. Keys of emphasis tonight, you win this game where you go into a hostile environment, it's their homecoming, you take the crowd out, boom, right in the first quarter. Tiger scored 21 points in the first quarter. It was 21-7, to seven, Craig, mm-hmm. after one, really setting the tone. And then, you know, the fact that it was 28-10 to 10 at halftime, taking air, you know, life out of the Lexington Miniman. Like you said during the broadcast, it was like Lexington was just completely mentally just out of it at that point. Yeah, especially their fans. I was very surprised being it. It was homecoming and everything. Uh, even during the uh, you know pregame, the festivities, the announcements, and everything, they they were pretty. I don't I don't know if they were just nervous or, or tense or or what, but uh, the players and the and the fans just all seemed a little. I think it, I think it was just nervous and tight. And you know, like you said, twenty one points in the first quarter. That's like I said, we kind of looked at each other like yeah. But like I said, credit to the Minutemen for putting up the fight. Uh, you know, like I said, Coach Bradley's got a lot to coach these kids up about next week. Uh, and, uh, you know, kind of to paraphrase Coach Belichick, on to, on to Ashland. Yeah, it's, that's going to be a great game uh, next week. But let, real quick, let's get to the stats and scores, then we'll get you out of here. Here are the final stats brought to you by Mr. John Davis and, of course, Ben May as well. Plays 59-55 Lexington with the advantage. <laughs> this stat as well, 15-13 Lexington. Then running the football tonight, John pointed out in the timeout, 30 rushes for the Minutemen, 37 yards. Wow, that uh, that was abysmal night running the football for Markel Martin. He was, he's was he been someone, too, that really has come on the scene in that three-game winning streak for the Minutemen, and the Tigers shut him down. Tonight. Yeah, like I said, I think it was the third quarter where – he got like a two-yard run, and I'm like, well, that's by far his best run of the night. Like, they, they slammed the door on him. And, you know, we talked about it uh, during the week that, uh, you know, our worries were the Tigers had been susceptible to the quarterback run, especially the power uh, quarterback runs, and they shut that down tonight. And uh, kudos to Coach Bradley and his staff for making those adjustments. Really impressed with that run defense. So the Tigers ran the football tonight, 28 carries, 165 yards. They only had, what, seven yards, though, in the second half. But still, when you run the football for that many yards, again, this is, what, the third week in a row they've been over 100 yards, correct, John? So that is improvement, and we like that consistency. So moving forward as you get into the latter part of your schedule and you continue with the OCC title race, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Throwing the football for either team was abysmal tonight. Caudill really struggled, uh, 15 of 29. He had two interceptions. He did have a touchdown, the lone 65-yarder for 260 yards to Braden Fogle. But Fogle had a fantastic night, but that was the only really positive for the Minutemen this evening. Duke Reese struggled throwing the football, 9 of 27, 95 yards. He had two touchdowns. Uh, Nate Dismuke caught a touchdown. Jayante O'Brien caught a touchdown. Braden Fogle had eight grabs, 199 yards, and a touchdown. So a big night for him. It was, it was all of them. He had like two catches on regular routes. All the other passes were them jump balls downfield. When you're 6'4", I guess that's how you get your yards. 297 yards total for the Minutemen, 260 for the Tigers. So the Minutemen outgaining the Tigers tonight. Turnovers, two for Lexington, zero for the Tigers. Eight penalties for 90 yards tonight. Some possible phantom calls as well. 
uh, if mm. you're a Tiger fan tonight, really. Uh, but, you know, that happens in this game. You can't control that at all. Only two penalties for 20 yards for the Minutemen. And as John said, or I think that was John earlier that said, welcome to Lexington, Craig. So you got your first Lexington road game in. So you have officially uh, passed the test for the Tiger broadcasting crew. So Yeah. <laughs> Time of possession, 26 minutes for the Minutemen, 21 for the Tigers. And defensively, Mo Bradley the second, 14 tackles. Is that a career? Is that a career high? I believe that's got to be a career high for him. I think he had 13 in the game. Then he had what 11 last week. He just continues to impress. He had a sack tonight. He had one and a half tackles for loss. Nate Dismuke, 10 he tackles. He had a block punt as well. <laughs> Carmelo Smith had the muff fumble recovery off the punt. Really, a lot of guys contributing. Samir Phillips had two and a half sacks. He continues to impress with seven tackles total. And uh, Nate Dismuke, total 10 tackles tonight. He had an interception as well, half a tackle for a loss. But Nate Dismuke also had a touchdown grab as well. And I think that, uh, you know, he needed a big game. Duke Reese said in the pregame show, I want Nate to have a good game. And I thought for the most part, especially on the defensive side, he had a good game. And I think uh, he deserves our BB Electric player of the game. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and there was a couple times there where, you, I mean, not just with him, just a couple, several different people where you called out their name and within the next play or two they were making big plays. Uh, so, yeah, I, I've got no problem with that. Uh, you could, I mean, there were so many guys who contributed tonight. You could have named probably three or four guys and not had an, any, any argument for me whatsoever. Uh, just a great all-around team win by the Tigers. Well, Mansfield Senior will improve to four and two overall, three and zero in the OCC. Lexington will drop to three and three, two and one in the OCC. Next week, Lexington will travel to West Holmes. That's going to be a tough task for them. The Mansfield Senior High T-Wide Tigers will be back home for homecoming as the Ashland Arrows come to town. Should be a great matchup. Uh, we'll be on the air at 6.30 p.m. Pre-game show with Coach Bradley. And, of course, we'll interview a player as normal. And uh, look forward to that. Before we take you off the air, let's look at our BP Electric scoreboard. For more scores in this evening and final scores, check out vspnradio.com. We are your source for sports for North Central Ohio. Ontario over Galleon, 59-35 in the fourth quarter. So the Warriors continue to roll. Shelby, 48-14 is the final score over Highland. Elsewhere, I'm trying to look for some OCC scores. You had New Philly, 35-10 over Mount Vernon. And West Holmes, they were trailing to Worcester. They came back and won 43-40 in a shootout mm. down in Millersburg. So the Knights survive and uh, they are still one game back out of Mansfield Senior's first place holding. And the Madison Rams taking on the chin tonight. They lose, but they did score tonight. 35-7 to was the final for our opponent next week, Ashland Arrows. So there's that. Clear Fork losing a tough one in a game where they were leading, 30-22. to The misery of the Clear Fork uh, Valley continues this year. It's just been an off year for you. And we're going to end the game with a Danville score just for you and John. Final score, Danville 52, Loudonville 15. That is a final. So the Blue Devils pick up the win. We want to thank everyone here at Lexington High School, Jeff Eichhorn, Scott Hamilton, everyone for having us. And we want to thank you for listening. Thanks for bearing with us through the technical difficulties. I know this isn't the best place to get a signal. Uh, sometimes I feel like we're in Iraq, but, you know, it just happens, <laughs> you know, when you're down here and you, you just don't get a, a great signal. But it is what it is, and we powered through it. And Tigers get the win, and they're in first place. Craig, final thoughts? 
Like I said earlier, I think it was a great overall win by the Tigers, but it was a kind, a good, a good win, but a win that is definitely very coachable. Coach Bradley's going to have a lot of stuff to to coach these kids up about, and uh, looking forward to next week. Ashland should be another great game in the OCC. Arlen Field, some nice home cooking, in one of the best stadiums in the state. I would agree with that. We'll be on the air once again, 6.30 p.m. on GoTigers.com. Ashland and Mansfield Sr. Once again, final score of tonight's game. Mansfield Sr. defeats Lexington 37-10 for John Davis, Ben May, and Craig Jackson. I'm Nick Michaels. Good night from Lexington.